What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino. <laughs> He's gone invisible. Now, uh, it was, it's kind of funny live week, ladies and gentlemen. I guess just gentlemen over here. Yeah. Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Good to be here. Thank you. Good to ha- be here with you. I've missed you. Don't rub me with your hands. I don't like it. Why? All right, I can do it again. That's yeah. Good. Okay. It's one of the things that you say that, nah, no touching. You mean it. You don't like being touched. <laughs> no, Cheryl gets me all the time. You know, she, I was making her laugh yesterday because she was, you know, um, she ended up getting a place closer to work. So she's only going to be here usually on weekends now because yeah. her commute is like insane. Um, so she was like, uh, you know, can you lay with me or whatever? We're, you know, can you I, lay with me? You know, like, because I usually sit, I, like she, she, go, she goes, she goes to bed really early and I go to bed late, but I'm, I'm trying to like hang out with her a little bit more because, you know, she's not going to be around. Sure. Um, Quality as time. QT <clears throat> exactly. And but then she was like, I, so I laid down with her and I started reading. She's like, can you, you know, come over because she wanted to do position two. Mm-hmm. And no, position, she wanted to do position one, actually. And uh, I was uh, a little. Listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, I was like, oh, well, I agreed to lay with you, but I didn't agree to be touched. Ah. Yeah. She got a little mad. That's like, it's a long winded story and really not worth telling Kevin, but. No, it was good. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm it, glad you know. I'm glad told. You, you told everybody. Over here, the pure one, Tim Gettys. I don't like being touched either. It's Bullshit. a big thing in my life. How do you guys not like being touched? I think it's because I grew up with Kevin, and this motherfucker likes to touch way too much, and it's really uncomfortable, and he gets really close. As Felicia Day described him, disgusting. It, Kevin disgusting. is disgusting. It, it is. It is, what it is. And it, it's kind of scarred me, and I feel like it's it came with me and followed me wow. through my life. And uh, and yeah. Like, Poe's the same way. Poe doesn't like being touched. You're all weird. Yeah. It's, it's Why? Just, you like being touched? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I mean, like, if some, if Christine rubbed my arm, and I, I don't like when Nick touches me, because Nick's got hands like sandpaper. Yeah, he's getting needs a little. He's some, never moisturized. He's a man. He's There's a so manly ass man. I have an absurd amount of lubriderm in this house, yeah. so it's so, it's shocking to me that that he doesn't use lubriderm more because it's almost everywhere you look if you just look hard enough. And it's funny too because like Christine's had me on this regimen for the, the face lotions, the hand lotions, the lotions in general. Because I never used this crap before. And I used mm-hmm. to complain that my hands hurt. She's like, "Well, it's because they're dry, you idiot." And so then like I thought it was just like her as a good natured human soul that she wanted people to be better. And so when I noticed Nick's hands were so bad, I, I told her at, at night one night, I'm like, "Hey." You got to come up with a moisture plan for Nick. Uh-huh. And she goes, why would I do that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought you just like helping people. I didn't realize it was, it was just because you love me. I thought you just enjoyed giving people that is so skincare awesome. tips and things. So so last week, my, my girlfriend went to Disneyland to do this this marathon, and uh, which is ridiculous. Now, there's a couple things about this I don't like. One, okay. she paid to go run. That's ridiculous to me. No, nobody that makes zero sense. Two, she went to Disneyland without me. Did she go on rides and stuff too, or she just? Oh, run? she went. Oh, yeah, she did it all. Yeah. Was this planned she didn't go to before? Of she so she didn't do it all. Was this planned before? It was. It was planned. Okay, before well, that's she excusable. It, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is I was too bad. I was invite invited, oh, okay. but the problem was, I was planning this the kind of funny live. We were doing all these things, working really hard and all this yeah. stuff. But then, so I didn't see her for like a couple days. Then I do see her, and I'm tired as hell because I've been editing all these videos and staying up to like four thirty every night. Yeah. And then we're trying to go to sleep, and I'm trying to go to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want to go to bed, not get frisky. Well, it's not even about that. I'm just trying to go to sleep. And she is just like a damn magnet, just like Uh following me around the bed, just like latching on. I'm just like, I do not want to be touched right now. Like, I didn't say it. Because unlike Colin, I don't, you know, well, express you, my feelings. The relationship's too young. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you you haven't been dating her for a long time. Yeah. So I'm just Colin like. Colin and Cheryl, high school sweethearts. Yeah. Been together since elementary school. <laughs> high school sweethearts that have been together since elementary school. But yeah, so no, that was my life. And uh, I haven't slept for probably a month because of Kind of Funny Live and this incident. So to bring everybody up to speed, if you didn't know, 
Kind of Funny Live is Saturday. So if you're a Patreon subscriber who did not come to Kind of Funny Live, you're hearing this hopefully on Friday if everything works out and you're enjoying yourself. Saturday we go crazy. We go hog wild with Kind of Funny Live. A million things planned. Then Kind of Funny Live will be in the aftermath when this starts posting on YouTube. Yeah. So right now, this is being recorded on Wednesday. The first two days of the week, I was gone in LA playing Metal Gear. You guys have been working nonstop. Can you say that yet? Yeah, I can say that's confirmed on Twitter already. Okay. I can give you no impressions till June gotcha. 9th. Cool. Please. I'm like, this is my first rodeo I, I with know, an embargo. I know. So, we, I come back today. We have to do two shows, a Patreon Q&A, then Colin's cooking sauce as we speak right now for Justin, the fan who on Patreon sponsored us at the Get Sauce level. So, he's here for Kind of Funny Live. And that level doesn't exist anymore, right? No, we, that's removed. So that's yeah. a one. This is like a. This is a once in a, a lifetime thing. Pokemon. Wow. It's a rare Pokemon. Ooh. So we have those four giant things happening. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we heard your cries. Love you so much that so we bought this insanely complicated soundboard that you guys decided to set up today. Yeah. <laughs> As if there wouldn't be a time crunch. Yeah. Things happen. No. That's how we do. We've got to get it always. done. It's always the thing. That, the beauty about the four of us is that at all times where we all have our own agendas and we yeah. all have our own idea yeah. of what should be done at that moment. Right. And we right. all do them at the same time. Yeah. And they get upset when everyone else isn't on the same page. I don't like, think we oh. get upset. Ob- it, you get stressed less, out. Yeah. And then something happens. And you're yeah. Like, it's less upset right. at each other, but it's more upset. Sure. Yeah. Internally. That's 100% true. Yeah. That's 100% true. Because so now the concern is how do we get the games cast fit in today? Because mm-hmm. if we don't, then we've got to do it tomorrow. Colin and I alone, which is a great one. But if we don't so, do that, then there's not going to be a table or a camera or anything else to film with. Kevin's giving us a timeout. What do you want, coach? All right. We got to put a pause. Put in a pause, everybody. Hey, Nick's here. Hey. Poof, so yeah, we were bringing poof, everybody up to speed poof. about the timeline and how crazy it's been. Yeah, it's been a little nuts. Instead, that it's even getting it, like we have to get all the stuff done today, right? Or really early tomorrow, right? So that you can take everything out tomorrow, yes, and then put it up at the kind of funny live set. Correct. It's a lot of things going on. That's yeah. the funny thing about us is that we we, funny thing. we decide to do all these crazy things we've never done, like the kind of funny live and like all this stuff. But then we also need to do our normal job yeah. of like doing the shows and right. getting posted and all that stuff. And it's like it's so weird. We yeah. just keep touching the stove is the problem. We know it's hot. We just keep touching it like a bunch of. Idiots. I mean, it's not even touching. Like we there's a new rule: no touching. Yeah, but no touching. We're just like diving on that. You and I can still. T- yeah, when you, you weren't here to help. <laughs> I like the touch. Now, you're not a lot... Oh, your hands actually feel softer today. Yeah, I don't... No, you're not you start, to. you start moisture? Yes, you, start you, told me, you gave me a complex about it, so I started using like this like Nivea shea butter, yeah. like Damn vitamin right E did. stuff. This My is... wife hates it too, just so FYI. She hates she, your oh your scaly yeah, fucking she doesn't like hands. Because you know, <laughs> lizard man I, hands. I immediately, of course, whenever I go to touch my wife, try to touch her and like smoothest parts like the lower like the lower back or the arms or anything like yeah i'm a very touchy feely kind of guy yeah you and, and i so both brother the second this hits her like her neck you know because i'll try to give her like give her the nick scarpino look like what's up how you doing and she's like don't it doesn't matter the nick scarpino look doesn't involve a wink i don't believe that there right. you go well you can't let, see let on that side yeah um so anyway she's been giving me a lot of shit by that so she's been leaving me subtle hints like hey with like post-it marks use this right now subtle hints very subtle hints yeah. like post-it marks everywhere your hands feel like <laughs> rock but you can't break steel Greg you can't break rocks steel rocks aren't steel you can't and your hands steel. aren't either you can't they break actually rock are probably Greg more, you can't break rock they're more True inclined story. to get infected I bet because the skin's all cracked and stuff you can get stuff in there well I'm not doing anything like anymore you're touching doorknobs infected what do you, what's on your doorknob? That's Everything. so disgusting. Doorknobs are gross. A million hands have touched them. Doorknob have herpes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I heard what you guys were talking about earlier. It does seem that we piled an unnecessary amount of work on ourselves this week. Having said that, though, that's every week. Yeah. Like, 
guess what next week is going to be starting keep continuing to plan E3 and that's going to get crazy because yeah. now it's out of the fire how cool are we we're it's, the fucking coolest people in the world we're not, not we're having cool. so much fun mm, <laughs> this is I awesome the, I don't know we're the coolest people in the world we're pretty cool pretty damn when cool. Kind of Funny Live is done people will understand yeah what, that, that it's on another level I oh. will say that something Greg said was salient which was uh, people don't expect what we're about to do at Kind of Funny Live. No. Yeah. They think it's going to be like a live podcast and like kind of like podcast Beyond 300, which was very lo-fi and fun. And we had yeah, a great yeah. time, but it was like very not what we're doing at Kind of Funny Live. Right. Um, so uh, one concern I want to air before we get into the topics because we should really start rolling now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin was playing with the camera for the last two minutes or so. Kevin, are you fucking with things... That shouldn't be fucked with. Because the levels look I, low, look, Kevin. I'm looking at the levels. They look real low, low? in that camera. Low? They look real oh, low in that camera. Second. It was still distorting. Okay. All right? This is not your show. You, you run live. Right. Don't tell me what to do in this show. This is Greg's show. I'm almost positive. No. Nonsense. I'm almost positive Greg's that this is my show. show. Gregory, this is your show. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is the Game Over Gregory show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. He's bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, we post the entire thing early on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny each and every Friday. So throw us a couple bucks. Damn. It's worth a dollar. A couple buckles. Warriors! Come out and play! If you don't want to give us any money, no big deal. We post the entire show topic by topic over on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunny before posting the entire thing for free on the following Friday on YouTube and mp3s so there was another cut yeah now, we've debated it what do we do do we stop it do we restart the show but i think we had fucking lightning in a bottle right mm-hmm. back i mean there. it's your show it's not called the nick over greggy show it isn't it never it's will not. be it nick will over be. greggy yeah There's something there. i do actually yeah. that's nick actually a good name yeah. that was a that was a mess up right now there, i just yeah. want to be clear about one thing kevin was saying before this is greg's show now i want to be i want to be real clear about one thing right? <laughs> what, what is it? i want to be real clear a, have the format Clark. of this podcast was my idea, and I didn't want to name it Game Over Greggy, but because Greg's ego is so large and unwieldy, we had no choice but to name it after him. I just want to be clear about it those kinds of things. It was a revolutionary idea. It was a very revolutionary no idea. Else? No. I want to, I, I, I'm just curious. People say this, and I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little upset about it. They said it over, like, when I would say, like, the conversation thing at IGN, too. If it was such an obvious idea, why did no one come up with it until I did? Now, now here's the other thing I want to ask Kevin. If it was such an obvious idea, I want you to name one other podcast where the idea was four random people bring four random topics to a podcast. I want you to go ahead. Na- For the hit, record, hit with all those I do like that the prequel to your podcast idea was you just going, we should all podcast. And for a long time, that was just, you were just like, we should do a podcast at home. And I was like, what about? You're like, about anything. I was like, we need more than that. And then like a year later, you're like, what if everybody had topics? I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like people are kind of, I'm not, I'm not looking for fucking no, you I'm are. For first we prize we make a lot of jokes saying, about Greg's oh. ego. Looks like somebody well, else has ego But I'm pretty problem. sure there's no podcast with that I'm format. I'm not saying uh-huh. it wasn't your idea. Uh-huh. I'm saying uh-huh. it is now Greg's show. Greg hosts it, and that's why... Henry Ford invented the car, and you drive it as your car. Henry Ford did not invent the car. I'll tell you, and, I'll tell you and, who invented the internet is Al Gore. When Al Gore invented the internet, that's when things really got hot. So we can go back and say Al Gore is actually responsible for this podcast, because without the internet... There would be no podcast. Thank you, Al Gore. I just want to give a shout no out to, to Greg. I don't know what just happened in the last 60 seconds, but there was about three ridiculous breakouts of Greg Millerisms that are going to be gift. That's what you got to do sometimes. I'm yeah. back. I'm feeling good. I, was, I don't know if you noticed today on Colin and Greg Live, one of my best performances of the year. I didn't notice. Easily. I Come didn't on. Notice. I didn't notice. All, all, now you're going to stop. I hate when you do that. 
I hate when you do that. I'm just sick of being told that the idea for the podcast was so odd. Oh, so what a revolutionary idea. Uh, there, I, the, I, I just want I, I just want I just want to be honest. That wasn't what I was trying to say. Well, you did was, say that, Kevin. What? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that originally. <laughs> and you like, wanted to cut this. We would have never got to this. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I, I, I was wrong. This is like the wrong. bone marrow. I can admit when I'm wrong, unlike Kevin, who apparently likes to just keep Ray, riding that dead I'll horse. What, you want. what do you want me to do right now? You're doing it right now. You're doing a great job. Still losing too much weight. You're like you losing weight, buddy. That's what we're all saying. You're the first time I can fit in the shirt. I like you a, look like an Real quick, I like that beforehand. We're Wait. doing the podcast setup. We're doing the board setup, right? And the, fr- the one thing we're talking about is how this board's so great that you won't be able to hear anybody off the room. And we're like, well, Kevin, shout. And he shouts something, and then we stop. And we're like, that's enough. And then this whole show has been talking to Kevin yeah. off camera. So we're done now. Fun fact, I don't know if we caught all of this. It's fine. It's fine. So we'll see how it works out. But I listened to the, the clip you gave me while we were on that other break. It sounds great. This is the best sounding podcast we've ever had, for sure. Well, we'll Absolutely. see about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's a jury. Style. Kevin, any yeah. other any other alternate history you want to provide us with, Kevin? Before we prov- we I go on to the first topic, you did put a lot of words in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, who won World War II? Is that something that we're going to revisionist history right now? Whoa, that's why. Wow. I didn't know you were racist, too. No, honestly. no, I'm not saying I wanted them to win. I was talking about Wolfus. I hate you guys. <laughs> Can't wait to see. Oh, God, in my leg. I think I saved Greg's life, yeah. actually. That almost went right my into Greg's mouth. My goal-tending instincts kicked in for my just a God. moment. Went right you didn't even mouth. click it shut. I, well, I was going for the kill shot. Oh, wow, well, okay. Um, Tim. <laughs> yes. What's your topic? Okay, my topic is very near and dear to my heart. Very, 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 very near and dear to my heart. It is the only thing that's been keeping me going this last, about week, as we had to kind of funny live. And it's soda. Soda. I love pop. soda. Some people call pop. it pop. Midwest no, calls, no it pop. calls it pop. Midwest calls it pop. Midwest I'm going to go get a pop. No pop, pop it up. Pop. Not a real thing. Pop. pop. You pop. call it pop? I don't call it pop. But you understand that it's pop. If I said I, I wanted I a pop. I call pepperoni pep. No, if you said you wanted a pop. You don't call pepperoni I'd be like, what the hell? I call it pep all the time. And people laugh at me when I order it. Because I forget. No, you don't. My wife and I refer to pepperoni as pep. We can get a large pep. And every time I go to order, I go like this. I go like this. I go to order. I'm like, yeah, can I get a for delivery? Yes, I'll hold. And then I hold for like 15 minutes because they're always busy. Who you call it? Uh, usually Presidio Pizza. They're really good. Oh, okay. And they're like, what do you want? I was like, oh, can I get a large uh, Pep Baroni pizza? My wife's like, you're an idiot. She just shakes her head. She does the wife shake. Yeah. The wife shake? Oh, you know the wife shake. You all get the wife shake, even though you're not married anymore. Um, but you get the wife shake. My entire life is a wife shake. <laughs> Have yes. you ever seen Cheryl look at me? Yeah, Cheryl really does. She does like, like it is just a perpetually like, why am I even with just, you? Kind of look. It's not even yeah. a full one eighty. Yeah, it's, it's more, more like, like a one thirty. Subtle... It's just this. You know, like it hit and kind of. Yeah. Right. Boing back. The boing back, yeah. and then just like the muffet walk away. So, mm-hmm. what do you want to know about soda? What are you guys' thoughts on it? Because obviously, I love it a lot. I don't have one today, which is weird. Yeah, of course. This, this is, is weird, like when what? I had a Shakespeare's topic, and it was the one time I didn't have a Shakespeare's class. Yeah, it, it, things happen, but like you know. I love it. I love it a lot, and it, it really is one of my favorite things in life, specifically Coca-Cola. Now, soda is such a big deal to me that like it's caused issues in my life. Yep. And I'm not talking health-related. I'm not even going to worry about that. What I'm talking about is when you go to the restaurants and you order stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just like... Can I get a Coke? Is, uh, Pepsi, is Pepsi okay? okay? And it's just like, oh, it's really not. Like In my heart, I know it's not. I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, oh, no, can I get a Sprite then? Because and then they're like, going to say we don't have Sprite. Yeah, exactly. We have fucking Sierra We have Pepsi-Cola products. But it, and that, that's just so upsetting. But it's like, I hate that, that that's a thing, but it's like, whatever. My biggest problem, though, is when you go to these places that are Pepsi establishments, and you're just like, like Taco Bell. Man, 
I love you, Taco Bell, but you're breaking my balls. They got in bed. PepsiCo owns, doesn't don't yeah, they own Taco Bell? They do. And that's yeah, like one do. of the worst facts of life. Like yeah. every night, it's hard for me to sleep knowing that if I go to Taco Bell, I, I got to go with Mountain Dew. Like that's really like my only option. So you you're know? that guy there. Not at the restaurant where you're no, like, I'll do Bell, Sprite. No, no, at Taco Bell, it's uh, you get yeah, your self-serve. Options. Yeah, but so here's the problem though. When it's self-serve, it's like it's going to be diluted anyways. So it's like the Coke, even if it's like a Coke thing, it's really rare you get like a good tasting Coke. From, sure. Uh, from one of those self serves that right. you get a million. The mixes are from. all fucked up. Yeah, but so Mountain Dew is usually like a less people get it, so it's a little more concentrated. But the Pepsi, Pepsi from the self serve stuff, garbage. Yeah, utter garbage. Oh, I don't agree. I don't agree. Oh, I think man. obviously Coke and Pepsi, totally distinguishable. From the rivalry for the ages. First okay. of all, I hate when people are like, oh, you can't tell the difference. Yes, you can. You can tell. Yeah. I can tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke just by looking at them. Nonetheless, by by <laughs> really yes absolutely can you can you Pepsi's a little darker than Coke I could I can um, tell by smell like if I smell both smell, of them yeah. I'd be like no this is totally Pepsi but like one hundred out of one hundred times I can I can I can choose between Pepsi and Coke by tasting them and here's the other thing is that my friend Kevin who was on the NHL ninety four right uh, he won yeah he won he won Spoilers. the tournament back in the day we had two different things one was. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the order that this happened. Was that they they didn't think I could choose between Pepsi and Coke? It was very much like how you didn't think I could choose between what Crystal and Frank's, right? Or whatever, yeah. and I did. Oh, you crushed uh, it, crushed it. He didn't. So there was that, and then I was like, he tried to serve me this Coke that was outdated because he doesn't drink Coke and he just had like a can of Coke, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want this outdated. And he's like, you can't tell the difference between that and the real Coke, and like an old Coke that was already open. So I was like, all right. Test me. So we went and got a Coke. So we had the can of Coke that was Poor old. Guy just trying to unload the this two Coke. liter that was like a week old, and then the Coke that was brand new. And I I distinguish between the three of them very really. Easily. Yeah. Now I'm a huge Coke fan, but I like Pepsi too. And there are times in my life where I'm like, I'll go with Pepsi more than Coke. Like when we were at IGN, we had we had both in the machine, and there would be months where I'd just go get Pepsi every day for my lunch instead of Coke because because I was really into it. And the bigger problem I have is this. And this might be something where Tim can can talk to me about it because he really likes Mexican Coke. I think Mexican Coke, the Mexican-style Coke, in other words, the real sugar Coke, the Coke that's used everywhere outside of the United States and Canada, is garbage. And and I fucking can't stand it. I wouldn't drink Coke. I when mean, I'm in Europe or in I Japan, feel like Greg anything, and I should just... I was going to say, step back, Tim, <laughs> yeah. about the breach. We got nothing to say here. I, I fucking hate it. it. Everyone, everyone hates their high-fructose corn syrup, not understanding in the United States that it's a fucking blessing. We have so much corn that we have something very cheap to use in our, to flavor, to sweeten our drinks, which is a blessing. A lot of countries don't have that, which is why sweet things are more expensive. Yeah, but a lot of countries don't have that because it's terrible for you. It doesn't matter. Sugar's bad for you, too. Yeah, but you know it's not I mean? as bad as high-fructose corn syrup but, by but, a wide margin. High-fructose corn syrup all the way. Like, the Coke, like that kind of Coke, like American Coke, is the best. When I'm in Europe, I almost want to be like, they're like, you know, Coke, and I'm like, do you have American Coke? But I can't say that because, of course, they don't. Why would they have American Coke? They just do, but the, here they we just have do the wife shake. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I was just about to say, this entire thing is a giant wife shake moment for me, Colin. Now, now here's my thing. I actually agree somewhat in a much less extreme level. I don't like Mexican Coke that much. This is, this is the big reveal. Ladies you just like have, holding things in your hand that are long and that's skinny true. And, and cold. Slightly black. Yeah. Damn. Well, it's dark. It's dark. The, yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, in it's yeah. kind yeah. of black. So, I actually don't like them. It's more for a, a presentation thing to the camera. I prefer normal American Coke. Why don't you just buy the little? They, they sell a the can of Coke, homie. There. Because those don't. Those if don't... Coke sponsors us, we can actually let Kevin go and get a real person who can hear. Dude, I wish. If Coke sponsors entire. us, can we please get a new painting back here? That's us playing with the Coke fucking polar bear. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Yeah, instead of Portello, it's just the polar oh bear like god, eating us. He's like eating Kevin, and we're just like, we're not getting sponsored by. I love that, but no, I actually. So I, I like Mexican Coke. Like, I don't dislike. Animals. I don't think it's horrible garbage. It's garbage. But like it's 
It's definitely not my preferred go-to thing. I just like the presentation of it for the show because it looks nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Kevin's giving me a lot of approving nods right now. Now, uh, I didn't know Kevin was so passionate about you know American Coke, and and I, it's just it's it's not right, but it's it's just what you're used to, right? People come over here. Um, Boy, Kevin, give me one of them cokes, will ya? And I think that they say our coke is way too sweet. Oh, this correctly. is too sweet. But I feel like the I feel like the uh, sweet maybe in a different way, in a more artificial way or a, a processed way. But I think that that's what Coca Cola is all about. Yeah, I mean, I think that's my wife always tells me this too because I'm one of those. I'm I'm I think the only person here that actually drinks a diet soda, and oh, that's even God, worse abomination. because the difference between Pepsi and Coke is it's it's there. But the difference between Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi is like, it's a world as far as I'm concerned. Oh, really? What's better? I think Diet Coke is Diet better. Coke? But I mean, they're, they're both not. If you're used to regular soda, Diet Soda tastes like garbage. I mean, Diet Soda it's is, like garbage. I just can't even do it. Like, yeah. I, I just, it hurts my head it's, to it's, even think yeah, about but like the, that. But that's my problem is I love, you know, I love a big Diet Coke. Whenever I go to the movies, you get a big Diet Coke, big popcorn, maybe some Junior Mints. Maybe some peanut butter cups. But why are you getting the diet? See, this is the thing that's yep. so... Thank I, you. I know I'm, I'm going yeah, to... Here, here's why. Because the, oh, yeah. the, everyone always Rubs, gets into yeah. this about, like, Diet Coke's worse for you than regular Coke. Aspartame is probably... No one... The scary thing is no one knows what aspartame does to you yet. They're trying to link it to all sorts of messed up things that happen in your body, but they don't... They can't quite get the, FC, the uh, FDA to actually approve or, like, actually test it because it's so new of a thing. Like, they're I testing feel like it, you, you specifically are, like, the ambassador for this, like... Aspartame smear campaign. It's not because a smear. I've never even heard Didn't of this they thing. Just remove it until though? you just came They're, out. So like, Coke finally is starting to remove aspartame. Like they a lot of people are starting to remove it and replace it with um, sugar stevia products for their diet sodas. I think is what they're trying to do because stevia is actually a natural. It's it's basically like sugar, but is a zero calorie substitute mm-hmm. if you get the right stuff. Anytime you're in, ingesting anything in your body that is like chemically made, it can't be good for you. High fructose corn syrup, of course, is is not, is not natural. It is actual a chemical byproduct of of when you process corn, if I'm not mistaken. So that's why everyone always says, "Oh, sugar is better for you." However, you are still ingesting. If I get a, a coke, a regular coke at the movie theater, that is probably an extra six to seven hundred calories. Oh yeah, no doubt. And that is two meals that you are getting. So when I get a diet coke, it's not because I like the taste of diet coke. It's because I would rather spend those calories on the popcorn. And the chocolate and the sugar and all that stuff that I'm getting over here, and just have something gigantic to wash it down with. No, I appreciate sense? that. Greg and I have, have, have often stated the problem though with, you know, the the guy. I have the giant. Yeah, popcorn. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the extra large popcorn and the the you know the mints and all that and the diet coke. Yeah, it's like just fucking get the coke. You know what I mean? Like like just you know, live a li- you're already living. It's one of those things. So live that, a little more. Yeah. Where when I get or well, less, I, I used to drink and I still do drink so much soda that if I drank. Regular soda, I would I would be ingesting two thousand extra calories. Like when I was a kid, I used to go through a six pack of Coke a day. I God I actually Nick. got to a place where I was drinking like my seventh soda, and this was in the span of like, and I'm talking, I'm watching like, I think I was watching Alf or something. I'm just like crushing <laughs> Alf, Alf, right? Just fucking getting nasty and I'm like, God, I'm Cokes. gonna get another soda and maybe some like, maybe I'll top it off with like some tuna or something like that, just to kind of balance it out. And I remember going looking at my hand and going like this: <laughs> Why is my hand shaking? Because I was actually getting the sugar shakes. And I'm like, I should probably switch to something. I remember sleepovers. They sound better than wife shakes, though. Sleepovers sure. when no, the you wife go shakes to, are just disapproving. Go to sleepovers and they, somebody have like a 24 pack, and it was like your guys' mission to see how fast you could take it down. Now we've had a oh, lot God. of I, over, you're over here with a lot of your anti high fructose corn syrup stuff. So I'd like to play a commercial from the Corn Refiners <laughs> Corn Refiners Association high fructose corn syrup commercial party is what it's called. Oh shit! I got this. Wow. 
You don't care what the kids eat, huh? Excuse me? That has high fructose corn syrup in it. And? Yeah, you know what they say about it? Like what? Honey. It's that it's made from corn. Exactly. It's natural. And like sugar, it's fine in moderation. <laughs> it's not natural. It's a byproduct. It's a chemical byproduct. Fine in moderation. It's not fine in moderation. Well, everything's fine in moderation. Smoking cigarettes is fine in moderation. You're in for a sweet surprise. Ask, ask Kevin. Heroin's fine in moderation. Nope, no, it's not. <laughs> Clearly, it isn't. You know, methamphetamine. <laughs> Clearly, that's not no, true. Look, I, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I actually don't. I haven't done a ton of. You're research just like on the lady it. in the commercial. I. You're just like the lady in the commercial. All yes I know or is no, this. Mr. Scarpino. All I know is this: from a calorie standpoint, you are ingesting more calories if you eat high fructose corn syrup. Now. I don't know anything. I don't know what aspartame does to you because not a lot of people do. There aren't the, there aren't a ton of studies out there yet. Like I said, there's that they're trying to link it to like Alzheimer's and all sorts of fucked up things that happen in your brain and Worth cancer. It, like they're they're actually starting to like have studies that come out now that are like if you like they give aspartame to rats and within like three weeks they're just fucking, that's been they're forever just tumors. though. That's been forever. Well, rats that's been on the sweet rats low get by the way or whatever. Rats get tumors. My my brother's ex-wife used to get rats she loved rats i don't know why Wait, but instead she of kept, tumors she got rats she kept them as pets but no every like e- within like a year every rat would die or maybe like two oh, years every rat yeah, no, they have like giant the tumors. whole lineage of rats by just injecting with every human byproduct we well we didn't let them out into the wild it wasn't like okay let's How make do you mutant know? rat and go. let him go out you think some escaped yeah, and now oh, definitely. rats you, are gonna take I'm over the world i'm pretty sure you've seen teenage mutant turtles oh um do we teach him kung fu we taught him ninja give it time give it time these things happen over time i think that Listen, soda's great, and to your point, I used to go through about a two liter of Coke a day when Ugh, I was a kid, I used to love and that it. went I used on for years, and that was because I had a metabolism of, like, of, like, that's what I realized when I moved out here and I gained all that weight, was I was just eating the same exact way my whole life, and then suddenly my metabolism just shut off. Right. And that's when I, I had to be more cognizant of it. There was a little time when I was eat, drinking Coke Zero, which was fucking awful, yeah. and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have a Coke a day, if that. Instead of just having a two liter or a See, that's cans. fine. That's that's 180, I mean, it's like 220 calories. Moderation. But that's totally they say fine. if you cut out Coke completely, soda and probably juices of some sort, you lose a pound organically a month. Oh, you will. Didn't you do that? Juices yeah, are the worst. No, I mean, it's, it's a fucking fact. I it's drink an obscene amount of soda for Let's, a human being. Let me put it to you this way, and this is how I always equate it. What does your body, what liquid does your body need to Coke. function? Did you say cum? Coke? Okay. <laughs> no. Your body Water. does not need when we were cave people uh-huh. hunting and gathering our own food, what did we ingest? Water. We had no other substitutes. It wasn't like we were mashing together oranges to make orange juice and then like purifying them and adding sugar to them. No, we need water. All our bodies need is water. Anything you're putting in it other than that from a liquid standpoint is it's extraneous and it's probably just gonna cause problems, but truth be told. I'd like to think of my ancestors, you know, my Cro Magnon ancestors in Central Europe just taking like an apple and like a banana a, a and they're banana like, and just, like <laughs> just like bashing Duh. it. There's like a time lapse photo and then suddenly like a little juice drink out of it. And it's like and then they, like flash forward two thousand years and they, the, your ancestors open juice it up. Um You blew my mind recently, Nick. Uh I do that all the time. Well, Tim, yeah, you do. You in- really incredibly do. inaccurate facts. I know. So well one of them that I'm not sure I want to question you now. Sure. Is this accurate or are you just trying to make a point? Because sure. you often do that. I do that. Um I hyperbolize for you said that Coke Zero has one calorie. And that Diet Coke has zero calories. Diet Coke doesn't have any calories. But Coke Zero has one? There was a Coke. No, Coke Zero doesn't have any calories. Well, there cause, was Because you did there, say. It was like. No, no, no. There was a Coke Light that they tried. Or Coke 10, I think it was. that had 10 calories. And I, th- I think they still serve it. You said, end quote, Coke Zero actually has one calorie. One, one of them had one calorie. They've been, they've been trying to figure out how to, like, get off aspartame. And, like, by doing that, they've been mixing in other things and trying to figure out if, like, what the public 
will allow in their Diet Cokes. Like, is 10 calories okay? But people want zero. Yeah. Like, diet, it's a hard fact. Like, you want that to have no calories if it's a quote-unquote diet product. It tastes like fish. shit. Yeah. yeah, it's all why yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. We, water. Let's, we have like, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, look it up. How many? I think it's Coke 10, right? I think it's Isn't it Diet Dr. Pepper 10 or what something? Is the, like, one of them has Dr. one Pepper calorie, and it's hilarious. Is that life? La- oh, Coke Life. I do remember Coke, Coke Life. I will, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell you this. Now, back in, I think the 80s was really when the Coke Pepsi rivalry was coming to a head. Remember sure. when they had the commercials where they were Ray like the Pepsi, Chal- the, the, the Pepsi Challenge and all that stuff? And like Coke was got had like uh, the raisins. And what were they? What was the raisins? The California thing? raisins. Was that Coke? That was Diet, that was Diet Pepsi. Was that Diet you Pepsi? picked the right one, baby. He, uh-huh. he was so good. You. Um, the right one, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking find that commercial too. He's up against the wall, guys. Um, that that was really when it was when it was big, and and Pepsi had what I thought was one of the most innovative things ever to hit the soda market, which was Crystal Pepsi. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. Now, it was Pepsi. It was gross. Without the artificial, hey. it was so gross. All it was was Pepsi, but it didn't have the brown. Pep. It wasn't Pep. Pep's it's a whole different subject. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But I, of, I often wonder, why do they feel the need to put these artificial... Because that's the other th- problem, too, is, like, these dyes aren't great for you, either. You know when it's right. You, it took you <laughs> I five minutes to find com- that, I haven't seen this commercial. No, it took that. five minutes to start for some reason. But listen close, because three of you folks are going to be big winners. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. <laughs> Look at that can, man. I wish they still made that can. It's like yeah. the old school yeah. Pepsi can. Diet Pepsi says one calorie on it in the Ray Charles' days. So I want to give a shout out. Speaking of commercials, we're talking about Coke a lot, but you know, back in my day, Seven Up was my jam. Oh, that's still good. I, no, Seven no, Up's Seven Up's fucked so up now. Why yeah, would they, do they it? fucked it's it up. It's all natural. When I was in like seventh grade, they made it all natural. It was fucking bullshit. Like that's such a up until then, it was so. It was because good. they. I think they did it because they were realizing that Sprite was the preferable lemon lime soda kind of thing and then obviously Sierra Mist was like really coming up in the Where's 90s Where's Squirt? So. What about Squirt? Squirt is a forgotten relic. Yeah, Squirt is also Squirt reminds me of a lot of I feel like first of all Squirt is probably geographically isolated in certain places. To what? Just California? Well, no, we have it out east too but I don't feel like it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The one thing I was surprised when I was in Iceland was that they had I was making my the people I was with laugh because they had just Coke. Coke is huge in Iceland. I don't know why. Like, it's huge. And they had like a huge Coke thing and then a huge Pepsi thing at the supermarket. And then they had RC Cola, like just like oh, oh, my RC, Cola. RC Cola fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how they're holding on. They're holding on because your aunt goes to get pizza. Yeah. And yeah. she comes over that RC and you're stoked about the goddamn pizza. And then she comes in with that RC I don't, Cola. There was a local pizza. <laughs> there was a pizzeria in Chicago. There was a pizzeria we got pizza from each and every week. And they gave you a two liter of RC Cola with every pizza. Let's just keep it. Like, how do you. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how this Stop. was happening. Stop. Put that back over the counter. Just give me the pizza. If I got two yeah. pizzas, can you give me at least a 20 ounce Coca Cola? <laughs> I'll take a can. Just pour it into my mouth. Pour Wait. it into my hands. Let me, let me walk away with it. So, so I love 7 Up a lot. And I think one of the big reasons was cool spot yeah dad the fucking coolest little dude Smart ever marketing man it was so good when i was a little kid i was, was like the coolest little dude ever he was what did he between, do exactly between his, i mean he was pretty he had the sunglasses he had shades and he yeah. was he looked like between a pepperoni him, i know who he is and uh chester cheeto yeah the cheetah chester we're not sure what not he Cheetos. is we've he's covered this before what he's, he's a, a cat character of some kind he's a cheetah he's a cheetah Oh, we had this argument. This argument. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. We did this, this on this show where the it was like is this. I, don't I get confused because you know I've been watching a lot of Planet Earth on the. Oh, net, I on did the not Netflix. know that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm big into documentaries, and in Planet Earth, they always they're like this: the most illustrious and elusive of all characters, the Snow Puma. 
and it looks like a damn leopard. It looks they all look exactly the same. So how do you know? <laughs> like something's a leopard or a puma. Like pumas have spots when they're in this. It's all the same shit. It's a cat. Yep. It's a big cat. Fucking house cat. That got views out. you as supper. You are dinner to this cat. Okay. And if you're left alone with them in a room and one of you's a little drunk, oh man, you're getting taken advantage of. Getting some cat puppies. <laughs> Cat puppies. <laughs> you just had like a uh, Nick moment there where you went somewhere and then fucking just derailed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not down. It's just, it's yeah. Like, it really is just the It's a crazy thing. So, the reason I brought up this topic is because I've been drinking a lot of soda recently. Yeah. I'm stay going awake. Crazy. I'm said. just breaking. Why yeah. do you drink coffee? It's not even to stay awake. It, like, the caffeine, I drink so much shit that it just, the caffeine doesn't affect me. Like gotcha. That. Um, but it, it's just more just like to, to like have something to like do. I don't, do. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, sure. Do. But, um, it, I realized that like soda is such a, a big part of my life that like when I go to restaurants and stuff, like one of the biggest factors of the experience to me is how quick the refills are and are, is there free refills? Because if there's not fucking if yeah, that's if I'm if I go to a restaurant and like oh man Chinese restaurants it's just like they bring you the can the day that I go to a Chinese oh, restaurant and they don't have cans, I'm done. I will never leave that place. That will be my new home. And it will just be the best because you always get a can of just like G and Coke like. Dinner is <laughs> a bowl of MSG and a gigantic Coke. One can of Coke and a plate of Chinese food is just just not enough for me. No. But no, it's I like no. I don't always need two cans though. And that's my problem. It's just like I feel like a little bit more mm-hmm. would have been enough for me. So these all these issues are just, it just this tastes, is what I live with. You know I love fountain beverages, right? Yeah, they're good. Like if if I could, if I had the disposable income and a house. I would put a fountain in my house. Like, I would even have all the flavors, even though I don't drink any of them except for Diet Coke. Would you get but that would... crazy Coke machine that's digital that you hit? And no, you can mix oh, I hate no. that shit. I fucking style? hate Dude, that thing. Because there shit. are some things that are perfect. Okay. Too complicated. The kaka, kaka, that sound, perfect. Yeah. This shit, that's no, not, see, I love it. I don't understand what this is. In what's my going experience, on the mix has been better than a normal one almost always. I don't know how the, yeah, the that's systems just, that's is just or whatever. Yeah, that's just what's happening in there, though. Like, sometimes... Well, hey, it works for the me. Wing, the Wingstop in Daly City has that thing, and it's, yeah. it's just a, it's a cumbersome piece of shit is what it is. Because at the end of the day, like Nick said, all I want is Coke. Why do I have to press all these buttons and then wait, and then sometimes it's out of it, or you get a little bit of flavor of, like, the cherry Coke that was in there? I don't yeah, want that. I don't need that spigot. You know what? That shit's a little... Sometimes you don't fuck with good things, and that's what I'm trying... And that brings me back to my original point. Everyone in the world should be importing our fine corn byproduct known as high fructose <laughs> corn syrup. They should be putting it into their Coca-Cola products and their Pepsi products, their PepsiCo products. Sure. And we can all have a fine tasting drink. I mean, everyone's like, well, this I don't like the way this Coke tastes. This I like the way that, you know, Coke tastes in Europe. Whatever. Well, newsflash, that shit was invented in the United States and the way it tastes here is the way it's supposed to taste. Except that's not true because it used to be made with sugar before. Yeah, it used to be made with, with real sugar. sugar. Actually, it used to be made with cocaine. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yes. Yeah, so well, very long time cocaine. ago. Um, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you. Coke's important. Co- like we're doing our sauce thing with our uh, one of our viewers tonight, uh, where I yes. made sauce. And stir that. Um, he's been stirring. It. Kevin's been getting up. Give and it a few moments, Kevin. You re- you look relaxed right feel now. Feel it out. Feel it out. Um, feel it out. And I feel like because it, it reminds me like Sunday dinners remind me of going mm-hmm. to my grandma's house. Uh, you know, football games are on. Whatever. My my grandma's laying on the couch. Everyone's hanging out. And, and the sauce is Your ready. Grandmother's laying on the couch. No, my grandpa. My grandpa. Oh, grandpa. And and you know everyone's hanging out. Maybe in the backyard. Maybe in the living room. Whatever. And things are going on, but there's oh, when everyone sits down, the sauce is there, the meat's there, mm-hmm. and then the pork chops, all these, you know, the chicken cutlets, all these kinds of things. And then there's the two liter of Coke. 
Because that had to be there. That was part of the experience. So, mm-hmm. like, whenever I have pasta, as Greg will tell you, like, I have to have Coke because... Whenever you have any meal you really like. Yeah, or, like, or, I feel like wings, wings, wings yeah. aren't right. Pizza's not right. Coke just goes with everything. You're like, speaking truth, man. But when, the weirdest everyone... thing about you that I ever... With this whole thing, like, I get the obs- I get linking the foods to the Coke. It's just the fact that you'll crack it, you'll have two a glass, glass and a half out of it, and then just leave it out. And you're just done with it. It's dead to you. No, it's only good see, that one time. Again, I'm so obsessive about that that I get it. I totally understand. It's like... Every single Coke experience, how it's packaged, makes it taste slightly different. Sure. Like a one oh, liter sure. tastes different than a 20 ounce, like even plastic bottles. Like there is a difference. Like I prefer one liters. One liter Coke, my damn favorite. But, and this is like a, just a random thing. I won't say it's my favorite Very just European because. Very European of you, by the way. Huh? Very European of you. The one liter is huge in Europe. Oh, the thirty-three point three fluid ounces. Just the, yeah, not the two. Yeah. The two liters is a very American thing. Yeah, they have smaller fridges in most places. Yeah, two two what liters. Is just, I don't know. They don't have the same taste to me. But there is absolutely nothing more perfect than it being a hot day and you drinking a perfectly cold can of Coke. Absolutely, it's a cold like can. You talking again? Hot day. I got to go to that gas station get that fountain beverage. I got to have the straw fountain giant. I want to be able to put it on my face. To cool down the left side of my face, the entire part of it. Here's Just what I'll toss side. out. Here's what I'll toss out. Here's what I'll toss out. It's part of it. I'm not a big soda fan. I was in my younger days. There's certain things. I think when I think of Sir Nick's Pizza, with was you get these huge slices of pizza back in the Chicagoland area, it would be paired with a Dr. Pepper and ECW. That's what we would do every Friday when we came back home. Isn't that a uh, wrestling federation? Yeah. Cool. That's what me and my friends used to do. We didn't get laid much. Now, shocking. moving on from there, There's uh, once in a, it'll be a blue moon. Where I'll be like, ooh, I, I want a can of, or, or a glass of Coke off of this bottle Collins got or whatever. I'll be, I'll feel in the mood for it. You know what I mean? But the one Coke I can never turn down is the best Coke of all time that I did not run into until three, four years ago, maybe less than that, at an e, a pre E three Judges Week thing mm-hmm. where you went in and they gave you the tiny aluminum bottle Coke. Oh, oh yeah, this shit is like the private reserve, mm-hmm. and I don't know what Mister Coke is just like off this. his own spigot and then this. tossing them out at you because they are fucking amazing. It's the right blend where it's not too acidic. Yeah, it's, he, it's just sweet enough. It's like syrupy. It's syrup. He's in the Coke Rick House. Just, yeah, just finding the finest <laughs> bo- barrels of Coke. I thought you were gonna go even a little bit further, which was when you go to the fancy hotels or places like really nice. You get the little glass. Glass bottles. Glass bottles. Ah, yeah, yeah, little yeah. glass bottles. Those are too, what they're too a tiny. Waste. Way what too a waste. tiny. You just pop it. It's done in like three seconds. You're like, wow, yeah. it was ten dollars. It just well makes spent. you. It's just very. Uh, it makes you feel very premier. Like very. You know. Oh, like like yeah. This is posh. what Lady Gaga. I, I love that. I love when you walk in. And that's this is what happens to every game event that we still go to. They still do this where it's it's catered. You look over and it's like a little bit of you know something whatever something to eat and then there's just a, a look at that spread of the bucket of ice the glasses and then the little bottles yeah. and you're like the little grenades, I'm gonna hand drink grenades. yeah so i got ten of those right yeah now. I, yeah i got it and opening I, them up and drinking them and i'll fuck around with the sprite a little bit i'll do this that, and the other thing i i just to to greg's point to close things out of my own opinions of this the, the reason nothing bothers me more than having it the 2 liter must be by the time the 2 liter's cracked you have about an hour to 90 minutes really because otherwise it's all fucked up i don't understand how people don't flat. understand that like i understand Sh- it t- Sh- like cheryl will milk a glass of or a bottle of coke for days sometimes like it'll, i'll just leave it in the fridge because i know she'll drink it and you, you by the what time you have you're pouring it and there's nothing there's no suds there's no i'm like that's gross that's yeah. disgusting you can't drink that and she's yeah. like i'm drinking it yeah. and i'm like i'll go get another two liter i don't even want to watch you drink it yeah you know i mean that's sense. how fa- that's how a, mm, just your gag reflex. Oh, like right in my yeah. core, my soul, it offends me. You know what I mean? You know what? Make your jokes about 9-11 all you want. You know what I mean? Make your jokes Where about we- all these kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, don't look at me when you say make but No, not you. <laughs> not you. Not you. I'm saying people out there, make your 9-11 jokes. Okay. Make fun of, you know, do all the things that would make me, you think I'd be really sensitive about. 
those things don't bother me. You drink a fucking half full bottle, of t- two liter of Coke in front of me that's been in the later. fridge for three days. Oh. Oh. You know, what's even worse is this. Yeah. And Nick, don't make 9 11 jokes. Okay. I don't like it. I'm not making 9 11 jokes. <laughs> Occasionally, and I've, I've caught my wife You're doing saying this. saying jet I'm like, fuel doesn't burn beams. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> show went in a different direction. <laughs> the other day, I had a can of diet root beer that I had opened up, and and I drink so many of these. Like I'm still to this day, I'll drink, I'll, I'll get like three at the supermarket because I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want another one, and I'll drink two and a half. But I'm like, I just can't drink a third diet soda in one sitting. That I'll just kind of leave it out. And the other day, I found it. It went from being out to being in the fridge to being gone. And I'm like, Did you drink that flat can of like diet root beer? My wife's like, Yeah, it was good. And I'm like. So like the can was open. Oh, it's gross. Half, half terrible. Down, it's terrible. Put into the oh. refrigerator. My so it like, tastes like everything in the fridge now. Well, it ta- it's it's that, but it's also ju- it's just syrup at that point. It's just water and syrup because oh. there's no carbonation left. And she was like, eh, it was only a little bit left. So I poured it over ice. But it oh. reminded me of my grandma. Says the man who pours Coors Light over ice. I pour everything over ice. I love ice. But when you're talking about when you're talking about uh, dinner at grandma's <laughs> house, I used to do that. It was the exact same experience, except my grandmother, God, God lover. Would just hoard stuff like there was a zombie apocalypse thing, <laughs> but she would never check the like the Best Buy dates, like born on dates. And so you'd go back there and you'd have to root through to find stuff that was actually edible because you'd have all these candy bars that like you'd go to break it off and it just it would crumble in your hands because it was from, like three years ago. She was very against uh, putting soda in the ref- in the refrigerator because this is back in the day like you're talking depression era like woman where she's like we have one fridge space in there is limited I'm not getting another fridge it's gonna suck all this power so all the soda stored in the pantry you want a cold soda you gotta pour it over ice so if, if, like every time I have a can of Coke that's warm I that I pour over ice and I drink it it immediately makes me think of my grandma's car oh, you know that immediately it, it's so funny you say that about the pantry because my my grandma's you know my my grandfather died my my the Moriarty side grandparents died my grandma died when my dad was 19 and then my, uh, his father died when I was very young. So I grew up with the Ruggiero's, my, the Italian side, which is why I'm so very Italian. Yeah. Which is why I'm so Italian. (laughs) And my, so my grandfather died of colon cancer when he was, what was like 1996. But my grandma was alive until 2004, 2005. And she, she had Alzheimer's and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So when, when she passed away, we went into her house to like clean it out. We sold it. Unfortunately, it was very sad, but I remember going into the basement, into the pantry and there were things that were in there still. I think at this point I was, Oh God, how old is I? I was like 21, 22 years old. There were things in there that were there when I was like six or seven, like yeah. straight up. Because I used to go down there and play and like walk around. And I'm like, I remember this can of tomato juice being here forever. And I remember like trying to like be like, yo, can we keep some of this stuff? It's like a rel- I kept Dude. one of the things I did keep was a she had a bottle of Molson Golden beer. That was down there. That was literally from the sixties. Like, like that's like, awesome. And I kept, I like, I kept that like all this stuff. And my mom's like, you can't keep all of it because I was like trying to keep like all these old pieces <laughs> yeah, of food. That's inside awesome. Us. Yeah. So like, it, it's just so funny. Like, that's an Italian grandmother thing. Oh my god. My, like, my, no yeah, my grandma's it. thing was was gum. She used to go to this. My my, my <laughs> grandfather was in the military. He was uh, he worked at a March Air Force base. He was actually in the, I'm sorry, the Air Force. Um, and so my grandmother. You know, when you were married to someone in the Air Force or in one of the armed services, you get to go on the base and get stuff for tax-free and all this stuff. So she would do all of her shopping there. But she was old, so she would shop, like, once every six months. And she would buy, for some reason, the following. Cans of regular soda that had labels on them that I'm like, that's from 1963. Why are they, they're still selling that label is beyond me. Hershey bars. Loves Hershey bars. Like, the ones that are just the bricks, no, no, uh, no nuts in them. And juicy fruit gum. Yeah, juicy fruit. And it would get to the point where you would pick up a piece of gum, like a piece of gum, unwrap it, and you could snap it with your finger. 
That's that's how stale this gum. And if you put it in your mouth, you'd instantly throw up. There's cuts. There's cuts. Your like, gums oh, are getting cut up. Yeah, it was oh, worse. God. That, that was part of the fun. My brother and I, because my brother and I used to love to eat. We still do. And we'd go. The first thing we'd do is head for that pantry and just like root through it and see what was new. But we'd always keep the old stuff in there. God forbid the little shitheads actually help grandma out and throw the food out. That was yeah. bad. No, 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 no. We'll let grandma eat it and maybe choke on it one day. <laughs> <laughs> She's watching Golden Girls. <laughs> we, were, we were shitheads. We were Before we switch off, mm-hmm. I want to give a special shout out to cans of Coke on an airplane. Coke tastes so much better on an airplane. You know, something about the pressurization. To me, that airplane is the one place I don't like Coke. You know what? That's not even fair to say. It's not that I don't like Coke. It's just that the airplane is for the ginger ale. Mm-hmm. The can of ginger ale over ice, my god! I, yeah, my god, it's good. I discovered something even more bougie than that the other day. I was I was down in L.A. going down to L.A. for that gig I did, and no uh, big deal. Just getting gigs in L.A. Nick's and uh, I was with my buddy Colin, not not this Colin, my other friend Colin, and he we were on Southwest. There could only be one. He knew he's flown Southwest so much that he knows kind of the the thing. Oh, that they're gonna be annoying as fuck oh, and I sing some stupid song Southwest. and make a bunch of dumb jokes. Just <laughs> no, get this, us there without crashing. This one was straightforward. <laughs> this one was like we were there, we were in, we were out. But he goes, I'll take a water, but I want the whole can. And I'm like, what? They have cans of water on Southwest. Of water. Of water. It's that deja blue or blue water. Oh, yeah, I know water. that. I know that. Mm-hmm. They bring you the whole can, and I'm like, this has got to be carbonated or something. I open it up, and I pour it into the glass. It's just water. And I'm like, this is the biggest waste of resources I've ever seen in my entire life. Because it's water. It's a can. So you drink, you're done in like five sips. You're like, oh, well, that was water. But isn't it the opposite? Because then they can crush it down and like they, it's less waste on the plane. I mean, I guess. But I mean, my assumption is when they, usually they have water in the big jugs. So it's just, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what's better for the environment or not. You're not one of Southwest scientists. I just think, I just think water <laughs> in the lab trying to get water. water. But I guess I, have, I guess you're right. We're gonna be mining. To come from somewhere because you don't have a spigot. Some incredibly annoying person, probably pushing 55 in a pair of khakis, is gonna be giving this water out. <laughs> How do we make it <laughs> as unappealing as possible? Scientist more, Scarpino. more unappealing than our bullshit seating system. <laughs> oh. um, we're gonna be have them mine asteroids in, in 30 years, so Deja Blue could put fucking water in their metal fucking cans <laughs> um the one thing i the one thing i want to say about airplane drinks is that i usually i typically go in different directions because i typically get apple juice yeah and yeah. the reason i do that is because i never buy apple juice mm-hmm. so i'm just like i'm gonna have fucking apple juice because i'm gonna live it up. Apple juice yeah. is here's the thing when you order orange juice or apple juice on a plane with and they and they you i i just do it out of fear now because there's just some fucking random ass shit going on in airplanes mm-hmm. where i'm like i want the apple juice no ice please who puts apple juice over ice? And who puts orange juice over ice when they give you orange juice and it's in ice? I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's like morbidly offensive. I'm like, I'm like, like they hand, they're like putting the ice in. Or you like see them going, like, no, 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 ice. It's orange juice. You just put, you just pour it in a the glass. They're sleepwalking through their day. Oh, absolutely. I all think they that's do what it is, is walk and fucking have to deal with farts and babies vomiting on them all day long. Oh, my mom was a God. flight attendant for a very long time before she, you know, when she worked for a broker. When she worked at Delta, well, she like became a manager and putting like, up with other people shit all the time. And then she became like head of a bunch of flight attendants. But but she, yeah, I mean she 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 was that's a very hard job. Oh yeah, I, I have a oh, ton yeah. of respect oh, for God, yeah, for flight do attendants because they don't also don't get paid a lot of money at all. Well, I um, also know that how difficult I am to deal with when I'm in my cranky mood. You know how sometimes I get in No, I know that mood well. It's, Kevin knows it really well. Kevin, I take it out on Kevin, too, because he's look at him. Look at the way he's smiling. You just want to he's still got so much, out of him. so much joy. <laughs> Don't you want to just bully it out of him? <laughs> oh, I'm going to crush his soul so badly. Um, 
it's a hard job. I will say this though. I For think the it, record, I think this because... is the final topic or this is the final part of the soda yeah, conversation. The final part of the final part of. <laughs> now the we've end. gotten into flight attendant career. It's because as a, as American, all topics, we have to have everything over ice. Everything in America has to be on ice. You don't realize that until you go to Europe, and they're not they're not ice crazy like we are. Everything has to be like cold. So like that's probably what they respond to is they just na- the natural inclination is everyone's gonna want it on ice. I'm pouring everything over ice. They try to pour, like I, I'll take tomato juice on ice. But you're right, if it's already cold. It's juice. Yeah, it's just it's already cold. That's the thing. When that's the thing that bothers me. I love fountain coke too. But when you know with the ice and then the, I'm like, it's already cold. Yeah. You know, like it's like no, like nothing's coming out of a fountain like warm or lukewarm or even room temperature. It's cold already. I just don't feel like the, you there's there's an issue of displacement mm-hmm. and then there's an issue of watering down the coke and I don't I won't have it. I won't allow it. And it's it's not yeah. it, it's, See, it's I not have to, have, I have to have my diet coke on ice, but I have to have that. If I'm on a plane, all right, guys. Also, I'll, I'll back you up on the juice thing though, because I always every time I get on the plane, I just feel depleted. I'm like, I need something. I need I something. Yeah, some yeah. vitamin C. Shake it up. Or some sugar or something. Because this the, the the half an hour I had to wait in the airport, and then the line I had to wait in to get. Oh, it's just too much. And you're staring it's at the much. fucking digital map, and your plane's not moving. And you're like, is this fucking plane even going anywhere? <laughs> and you're just flying at you know forty thousand feet. You're looking down. And it looks like you're not moving at all. And I'm like losing my goddamn mind. Because we flew back from Boston when we came back from Iceland to San Francisco. It's almost a mm. seven-hour flight this time mm. of year. And going, you know, obviously east to west is worse um, because of the jet stream or whatever. Right. So I was I was like losing my mind. And they just kept, ring, you know, like, just I need more apple just juice. Give me some apple juice. That. All right, time to pay a bill. Tell you about our sponsor. It is Corn Refiners Association. <laughs> Remember, high fructose cone syrup, it ain't that bad. It's not terrible. <laughs> Brush your teeth with it. I that's a free it, one, that's a free one on us, guys. <laughs> Tim wants to break this topic in two. Well, I'm saying that just because this, uh, I, I just got the, the official runtime from Kevin, and uh, it's about 52 minutes that we've been talking about. We're having a great time. We're, uh, having, we're, having, we're having a good old time. I'm just saying, all right, do you want to make that time. one topic? Yeah. Why okay, not? cool. That's the, it's the funniest one because it'll be Coca-Cola for 52 minutes. <laughs> Colin, what's your topic? But time out already on that. Uh, Nick, will you introduce... We never even introduced the, the second member of the team. I here. don't know if he wants to be introduced. Okay, then we won't do it. Do you he's, want to be introduced? He's shrugging around. He doesn't care. We have a, we have a, a good friend of the family here uh, named Ryan Hunter. A he best is, friend. He is, uh, has generously donated his time to help us uh, set up and get going our Starship Enterprise uh, mixing board that that he recommended for us. He reached out to us. I don't know if you guys remember, but probably not. I was on Colin and Greg Live a while back, and I was like, we need to do a mixing board. If anyone knows anything about audio, um, please reach out to me on Twitter or you know, send me an email. And Ryan sent us an email saying, hey, I'm down to help out. And he was graciously kind of dealt with all of my frantic, like, but what about this? But what about this? And he's like, just buy this board. It's fine. I'll come set it up for you. So he has been here all day setting this up. If you're wondering why this sounds way better than usual, it is because neither myself nor Kevin had anything, no offense to Kevin, had anything to do with it. Kevin had something to do with it. Kevin is learning right now. And Kevin will be responsible for the audio going forward. Whether that is a good or bad thing is on Kevin. He's still smiling though. No pressure tomorrow smile, when Nick wants to take everything out of the room. A small puppy and no, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, Ryan, thank you so much for coming. It's been awesome having thank you. Thank you, Ryan. You're a good best You've friend. Dealt, we're, we're very stressed out right now, um, and you have, dealt, you, you, have, you have sort of uh, kept your cool. I did forget with us to eat being lunch. Crazy. Thank you. And thank you're, you. now we're gonna go st- stir the sauce. I just did though. Okay. Oh, you just did. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, Colin, what's your topic? I want to talk. Uh, uh, Left Wait, turn as I usually take. Before oh, we do that, do you want to give a shout out to who to who you work for, or do you do you not care? Uh, I work for Canon Sound Light. So he works for Canon Sound Light. If you, area. If you Sacramento area. If you're in the Sacramento area. area and you need some sound or light, go to Canon. C A N A N. Do you run? No, C A. Canon. 
C-A-N-A-A-N. Ah, gotcha. Mm. Thethebomb.com. Is it? Yeah. They got the bomb. The fucking shive has the bomb.com. That's the shit. Pretty good. That must yeah. have cost them a pretty penny. Like, Colin, I apologize for Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's quite alright. Um Mad season is upon us if you're into politics, and I am. Like uh, the primaries are heating up, people are starting to already argue with each mm-hmm. other. Primaries are coming up. I was just basically curious if you guys plan on voting in either the primary or the general election. This is going to be a pretty huge election. Uh, this election is going to be substantial. Um, and you guys will, you guys aren't engaged in paying attention yet, but you'll find out soon enough. Um, so I am. I like what he says soon enough like that. Like it's like there's an apocalypse coming and we don't know about it. Doom. Well, the, the, We're going to be like, where'd Colin go? He's amount, in fucking The amount Mackie of Beck. people involved in it and the amount of money being raised is going to make sure that this is in your face. And we're, there's no incumbent running, and these are the best elections. These are the fucking best. Elections. Oh yeah, this is this is when, um, when it really counts. What's yeah, the incumbent? An incumbent is someone who's already in office. Already in office. So mm-hmm. like in yeah. in 2012, it was Obama who was the incumbent versus Romney. So he has, you know, just like Bill Clinton or whoever, like oh, or Bush. You have, Bush a, you, have a, you have a huge advantage yeah. when you're the incumbent. A huge advantage. It's very difficult to say, hey, you don't know what it's like to be president. Yeah. you've been president for. Four it's like years. hard to get fired. Like, isn't the incumbent? Isn't there some ratio where the incumbent, the incumbent generally wins? Yeah, the incumbent generally does win. Yeah. Um, so and th- and that's just not always. I mean, the incumbent gets knocked out. Jimmy Carter got knocked out, for instance, and Bush got knocked out. But that was the last. So if you think about so, let me think about this. since World War II ended, you had Truman run twice. Uh, well, actually, he technically ran once, but he didn't run again. Eisenhower ran twice and won both times. Kennedy ran once. Johnson ran once. So y- the only people that really lost were 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 Carter and Bush won. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. Um, for the record, Al Gore doesn't count as an incumbent, right? Because he was vice president. No, no, he's not. He's not the, no, no, Just no, making no, sure. No, no, no. Um, I wouldn't count that as incumbent. Though. Not technically. He has an advantage too, though. He did have an advantage. He probably still won that election. Actually, he, well, he invented the internet. Uh, he did invent the internet. Yes, he did. Definitely not that. Um, so I was just and curious sports. if you guys were going to get involved at all in the polity of the day uh, in the primary or going to vote next year in the in the general, regardless of you know what the outcome is. You have to assume it's going to be. Clinton probably, but maybe not. Um, I mean, I, I want to. I have to. My wife is very political. She uh, She's the one person that's like, she, every day she comes home, she's like, oh, man. And she'll start talking about some news story. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, well. Did you like, see this fast instance, trailer? No, the other day she's like, hey. Uh, she's like, did you hear about. She, she brought it up like it was casual. I was like, wait, there was an earthquake? Like, you know, I didn't. I just. I don't follow that kind of Not news. a political one. Well. She knows. She just somehow knows everything before. Like I come home and I'm trying to make it a point now to watch MSNBC or CNN at night. I'll turn it on if I'm if I'm eating and just I'm like I gotta just have some sort of concept of what's happening in the world or at least the United States right now. My wife uh, is really into that and she's really energized by that. And so she will. She's the one that kind of puts the ballot in front of me. Is like let's sit down. Let's let's look through these like all these uh, all the propositions. Let's figure out propositions all that stuff. Then I just go like this. Just fill it out and I will copy you. So I'm saying the same thing to you. When you go and vote for the primaries, I'll just go with you, and we'll just cheat that little. You know how they have whatever the divider mm-hmm. is. Sometimes it's a curtain. Sometimes it's a weird phone booth. Like sometimes it's the weird urinal stall that's just a little too high, so you <laughs> right, can't right. see your friend, but you can still see his penis. Um, in pants. Okay. His penis. I wasn't judging pants. either way. You zoned out for a second, like you were thinking about. I was thinking about penises. That's great. Um, <laughs> I'd like to, but I think it'll be fun because it, it'll be fun for me to hear through your perspective, sort of what what the polarizing does, issues are. Does. <laughs> Do your wife's political beliefs line up with Colin's political beliefs? And will there be problems at home when you're like, well, I already voted. I voted the way Colin wanted. No, generally. I negated your ballot. The thing about Colin is this. Colin has likes to indulge in in, in the, the mythos of having extreme views. But he's actually a very fair and balanced oh, yeah. person when it comes to politics. Like he is a fiscal conservative, but generally pretty liberal <laughs> everywhere liberal. else. 
Um, that is exactly what my wife is, and that's pretty much what I am too. Like, you can't live and run a business in San Francisco and not kind of have an understanding of like, okay, I'm going to lean a little bit more to the right when it comes to my money and way to the left when it comes to everything else. And I think that's just kind of – especially because we're sort of a product of this environment now. We're all kind of friends, and San Francisco's known for that. I think we're all pretty – pretty on the same page um i don't think she would lean as far right as colin lee's as far as being a constitutionalist um i don't know that she would go that far into it um but it's gonna be i mean i don't see uh Rand paul winning so i don't think we have you know I don't, you're pretty hardcore libertarian right yeah yeah i just vote republican because that's because that's, that's kind of pragmatic the win yeah so that's that's the problem is you know no matter what your beliefs are you really have two choices you can either vote whoever the Democratic nominee is or the Republican nominee, that's it. There's really, like, there's no real third party. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, there is no real yeah. third party. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we'll just look what happened in, in I mean, I understand people want more choice and, and choice is good and all that kind of stuff, but third parties don't necessarily solve problems too. Look what happened in Britain with the parliamentary election last, last, uh, uh, last week, I guess it was now at this point. Not when, maybe when people are listening to this though. I mean, like, there's five or six different parties represented. Everyone's splitting the votes. The liberals right. are splitting their votes between all of these different groups and so the tories end up winning and a majority of the parliament and and so that's destructive in its own right people like people ask for more choice and and that's that's fine i accept that that's great but a third or a fourth or a fifth party is just gonna make things more convoluted i think um yeah no i'm I'm engaged i'm excited we can't vote the primary together unless you're a republican see that's my Um, thing i'm not i won't vote in the primaries because i'm registered independent yeah you can't i I don't i'm not gonna switch it just to go vote for somebody you can't can't vote in the primary then um I'll let all you chuckleheads pick your candidate. Yeah, I got to look. I registered. And I'll write in Panda Bear. I I registered Republican when I was in Orange County because it's the only Republican county in all of California. Um, I don't know. I got to check and see what I'm registered as. I'm not actually going to go with you. There's a fire station like two blocks away from oh, yeah, no, that the, I go yeah. vote. You can't, you can't just go vote anywhere you want. You, I know. They give you where you got to yeah, go. I vote out of a garage. It's really yeah, weird. It is weird. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Something. It's very. Uh, I like that's old school. It's yeah, it's very civic. Yeah. This is a question that a lot of people probably will ask myself included and i think it's interesting to 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 answer does it matter this is what you always you often hear is like does it matter if the individual votes because we are we have uh the electoral system right the the electoral uh college college. does it really matter if i go and vote in the primaries or even in the uh in the main election in the general election well the primary definitely matters yeah in 2006 pdd came out and he said vote or die and then if you don't want to die nick you should vote the electoral system of course on join or die yeah the electoral system does confuse me, though, and I think it confuses a lot of people. There's a conversation with Khan about this. You can there watch is. on YouTube.com. Yeah, yeah, I won't the, go into it too, now, too much now. Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not. I, I, the electoral college thing bothers me in the sense that I, I like the electoral college, because, and I, I'm not saying that people that don't like the electoral college uniformly don't understand it. I will say with some certainty that most people that don't like the electoral college don't understand why it exists and probably don't even understand how it works. So, like, that's the that's that's the one thing that really bothers me. Hmm. It protects the small states and the people in small states, and that. That makes uh, that makes sense to me because California, Texas, New York, Illinois, Florida would dominate every election if that, we have if the that, majority if, of the population. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like what about the five hundred thousand people in Wyoming? Their votes are relevant, you know. So like they get just a little kick up. They have three electoral votes, which are still well, small, why but by it... person, it still counts a little bit more. So at least they have a voice, you know. Sure. And in California, your vote counts a little less. So, but yeah. is that is that just to even out? I mean, why? Let's let's go like top level here. Why doesn't it just a vote is a vote? That's democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. Republic. Got it. So in that regard, we have to have representatives voting for us. Right. Which is the way the Romans did it somewhat. But like the – 
Yeah, like a direct democracy would be we'd vote generally, which is what what we do on a state level. Like for so we have like right. direct election of governors or direct elective officials who then represent you in the federal government, right? Who then cast their votes on your behalf. Because it's just it's just less messy that way. I have no problem with that. We're not a direct democracy. The direct democracies really don't exist. You think it would just be too chaotic because we uh, have to vote on everything and it would be just co- like constant yeah, craziness. W- maybe on a maybe in a smaller country that would that would be reasonable, but not in a country of three hundred twenty million people. Like, that would be that would be chaotic. Yeah, and you don't. You don't necessarily want that either. And we can and we can leave that to a discussion of another time. But the Electoral sure. College, if we got rid of the Electoral College, we'd have to re- we'd have to amend the constitution. That's not gonna happen. The small states would never go for that. So like the, the electoral the electoral college is there to stay forever. Right. Like it's not going anywhere. We would have to I do believe that in our lifetime we can have a new constitution, but that would like a new constitutional Ugh. convention, a new constitution, which that would, would be, be like an incredible experience. It would probably be a little scary. They do go over terrifying. that actually in Jericho. Um, where they write a new constitution. Really? But yeah, like, because some people might be like, well, we should have a constitutional convention to talk about. Yeah. What are we, what are we doing with this document? I don't believe that that should happen, but I don't think it should happen either. I think it'd be a pain. I I think it's terrifying. You don't want to do it just because it'd be complicated. (laughs) No, it would would be the same. It's the same thing that every, every, you know, every, uh, uh, political agenda is pushed by someone. Right. And that's, that's the scary thing about what's going on and what's always gone on in in, in the States is that, you know, you start having these politicians who are backed by lobbyists go out there and start, you know, putting policies out there that are really just to put money in people's pockets a lot of the time. So the Constitution is one of those things you really shouldn't screw with because that was – it's probably the only pure thing we have. Everything else is sort of tainted by the circumstances of our era and our yeah. time. Yeah, I agree. And that's unfortunate. Um, going back and ch- fundamentally changing that, well, then we're never going to get something like, uh, you know, uh, the electric car. We're not going to get that. Because everyone, people that have the most amount of money that's thrown on the United States, and Colin, again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be just wildly speculating here, I would guess, is big oil and probably tobacco. And big pharma. And big pharma. So uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies, tobacco companies, and alcohol companies, or excuse me, oil companies run our freaking country. So you're, you're going to go out there, you're going to say, well, the one thing that we're not allowed to touch, then they can, they can now touch with their trillions of dollars and their annual revenue that they have. No, thanks. No, please keep that by itself, because that's... <laughs> Something has to remain untouchable. Otherwise, we're kind of screwed. You'd have people like the Corner Finers Association stand up for the little guy. They'd be out there working, working for us. They, yeah, they would definitely stand up for what the What do you guy. think, Sam? Are you going to vote in yeah. 2016? Yeah, definitely. Uh, in the primary, are you going to vote? I, I Honestly, I'm going to talk to Colin about a lot of things. Okay. Get educated. Okay. Talk to Nick, because I respect Nick, and he has a, a good Are you a registered Republican Democrat independent? Independent. Okay. So there would be no power. that independent. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just go in there and write Perot every time. Win. Perot. I wish. The... The the primary system itself is really funny too. Like in the United States, it's just very different than it is in a lot of other places. Like the order of the states vote and stuff like that. Like Iowa, New Hampshire, Florida, South Carolina always go in that order. So like Iowa, like so all the evangelicals go to Iowa. Why now? Why is Iowa the most? Everyone's always in Iowa. Like they're everyone's in Iowa right now. The caucus uh, fundraising yeah. corn. <laughs> um, why is it so important though? Because Iowa goes first. So if you win, if you win in Iowa, that just gives you great strong momentum. statement. Yeah. Okay. But the funny thing is that those four states are so different, the first four states that go. And then states to kind of trickle off until Super Tuesday, which Super Tuesday is when, like, a lot of states go, like 20 of them. Because um, California doesn't really I matter, mean, right? Cali- Cal- no, California is part of Super Tuesday. Okay. Um, dope. So we should make a Super Tuesday t-shirt and yeah. wear it on that Tuesday. Let's only sell it it's on that one It's pretty much decided by then what's going to happen, though. <laughs> right. It's like Romney was definitely going to win or whatever. I mean, Clinton and Obama was decided on, on Super Tuesday but um, in 2008, but... Iowa's important, and people dump money into Iowa and New Hampshire. Those are the two states, really, because those you have to win one of those states. If like you don't, if you don't win one of those states, and you get all the way through Florida, and they'll win, you're done. 
And that's like when people start dropping out because if you can win in Iowa or New Hampshire, then you're going to start convincing donors to give you more money and big, powerful businesses to get behind you or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you have to go all the way to South Carolina or Florida to win, which is something like Jeb Bush is probably going to have to do, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. The problem is, is that New Hampshire is super libertarian and Iowa is super evangelical. So the people that win those two states are typically not the right person for the party. Right. Um, for instance, Rick Santorum won Iowa in 2012, who had no prayer of being the, the nominee at all. No prayer. But he won Iowa anyway, and it was a statement. And who won in 2008? Mike Huckabee, uh, who was like another guy Huckabee. who had no prayer of winning. So it's, it's, it, but it's just important. New Hampshire really is a more grounded place. New Hampshire is paleoconservative, a more Rockefeller conservative kind of state. So if you win New Hampshire, you have a lot of cre credential. And then you go to you know South Carolina, Florida. Um, and gotcha. then right into the other states in Super Tuesday. But um, so I like that system. It's weird. It's weird when there was a time when South Carolina was trying to go first and there's like all of this procedural traditional order and they're like, no, you can't. It's like, like E3 like, press like, Yeah, like you can't. Sony right. can't go after, Sony can't go before Microsoft <laughs> and New Hampshire can't go before Iowa. Um, Iowa also caucuses. It's not technically a primary. Um, but so that's just a, a brief aside. For the nerds out there. Do you see a, a set of circumstances in the future where you would vote for Jeb Bush? No. No, definitely not. Do you think he has a... Is he going to be a strong candidate? No. Is he a contender? No, definitely not. Is a Romney back in it? Romney, I think, is going to come back. He's going to come back. I, I He's like, it up. They apparently had... So he was going Who to... The, who's announced already? Hillary? Did Hillary announce yet? Hillary announced and Bernie Sanders announced on the left. I think that's it. Okay. And on the and right... maybe O'Malley at Christie? No. No, Christie oh, hasn't... Officer O'Malley coming in with a shillelagh. <laughs> oh! Uh, no. Uh, Rand Paul's declared. Marco Rubio's declared. Rubio, that's everything. Uh, Ted Cruz is declared. Ted Cruz, yeah. Nut job. Um, and I think that's... Basically, is everyone that's the evangelical. No, he's not evangelical. He's like he's the like Texan super. senator who's like he's evangelical, but he's just he's just a little too much. And by a little, I mean a lot too much. Um, there's going to be other people in there. Chris Christie will declare eventually. Who was the one with the with the bridges? With the bridges, the guy in the bridge controversy. Chris Christie. Oh, Chris, Chris Christie. Who's right. my dude? He's your my guy. dude. Even yeah. though he Colin hates bridges because he hates he trolls. Do, he didn't do that. Colin doesn't drive, so he doesn't care about bridges. Yeah, no, no, no. He he, and bridges. he didn't do that. His staff did though. And you have to have control over your staff. I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said. I mean, um. Yeah, the, Chris. I like Chris Christie because he just does his thing and he just says what he means. I, I I kept saying early on that before Bridgegate happened that Hillary Clinton and Chris Christie would be a fucking incredible, 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 incredible season for for the summer and the fall. Like those debates would be insane. It those would debates be would be fucking insane. But I don't think you're. I don't think and like because Romney destroyed Obama in the first debate, but then Obama kind of schooled up and and it was a very boring. Very. I love that if you just replaced those names with wrestler names. Everything. No, you don't understand. Like, it, I, when Obama ran, I legitimately got into it, and I was I watched every debate, and I was. It became almost to people who are really into politics. It's like a sport. It's like the Super Bowl because it only happens every four years, and so it's one of those things like just like not the, the Super Bowl, like sorry, the Super like the Olympics, <laughs> right? But it, it is it is a big epic event. Yeah. that like every four years happens, and you if you're in any way, shape, or form interested in it, it is yeah, it's fascinating, fascinating in general. It's so fascinating. Yeah, like the, the debates are awesome. It's just hard because from a like looking from an outsider's perspective, who's someone who's not maybe politically energized or charged, is the same for me with like football, right? Where I'm like, sure, I'll watch the Super Bowl, but like I ain't watching the regular season. I don't know who these teams are. I really don't really know the quarterbacks. Baseball, forget about it. I'm not gonna I don't even know who's playing for the Giants other than Hunter Pence because we know him, right? Um But yeah, it's one of those things where like it's not it is like a sport. It's unlike a sport, except in the fact that it actually has real consequences if we could put the wrong person in office, i.e. we might go to war or 
the you know our states and our entire country might face bankruptcy. Um, but so it's fascinating. It's like basically the Super Bowl if it were the Super Bowl and Hunger Games together. That's how I view political elections. It's live or die. Okay, do or die. Sure, Super join or die. Join or die. Boy or die. Super Vote or die. Mm-hmm. P Diddy. What What Buff do you Daddy. think, Greg? Are yeah. you energized? No, not for the primaries. Like I said, I'm not going to vote in them. I'm interested to see what happens and see how all that's going to win the primaries. Hillary for sure. And then, yeah, Republican, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I'm still not convinced Hillary Clinton's going to win. The, who's going to usurp? The, I, think it, I think if Elizabeth Warren gets in, she's going to win the primary. I really think that this, if, so if, the, hard, right, if the right people get involved, in, and this is why I keep telling people, because I know they're tired of this shit and stuff like that, but you know what? Like, how do I put this eloquently? We've had the wrong person in office for <laughs> 16 years, you know, maybe more. And, like, it's because people get fed a bill of sale that is media driven and biased and all these kinds of things. The fact of the matter is Bush probably shouldn't have won in 2004, but they just had they they swift boated Kerry and they ruined him, right? They totally ruined John Kerry. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was a and people that don't know swift boating, you should look it up. Like that was a very serious line of attack on a man who served in Vietnam. What if they, what was the what they, he was like where he like captain, burned right? his medals and like yeah, he was like all these like the renounced like there's, the war like there's it's like crazy it's, that there's great footage of him in that in that the Vietnam documentary I watched on Netflix where it's actually him in front of like I don't know if it's Congress or um some hearing and he's in his like he's in his, his fatigues and he's talking about how horrible the war is and how we should not be there. And it's like, holy shit, that's like that guy like thirty years later would run for president. Yeah, it's, and it's like that's it, that was I mean, there's there's a lot to the story, but the fact is, is like, politi- and and the same thing with Bush and Gore. I mean, like, I wanted Bush to win that election when I was in high school, or whatever, and mm-hmm. and that happened. But like, he the the election was kind of stolen. And like, I don't know, like, how anyone can possibly think that there wasn't some shady ass shit going on in Florida and Ohio. Uh, well, Florida in two thousand and Ohio in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then you got Obama, who was basically like anointed by the media, and you know Clinton was probably, and I would say certainly the better candidate for like someone who had experience, and she was ruined because. You know, she 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 was the anointed one, which is what's happening to her again, which is why it's so dangerous. And then in 2012, Mitt Romney was made into look to look like an idiot because the media like just kept talking all this shit about him, and that's why he destroyed Obama in the first fucking debate because no one knew who the hell he was. Yeah, the you only know, thing, that was like, the only and, thing you knew about him was he was like Mormon, right? Yeah, which, well, he's which a Mormon they, which they man, blew a, it out of proportion that he was Mormon. Like yeah, he's a Mormon. Oh, be scared of the Mormon. Be scared right. of the religious guy, and also and also be scared money. of the guy with the business. And he runs Bain Capital, and they lay people off, and all this kinds of thing. Yeah. And then he goes in, and he's like, "This is the first time anyone sees him," and he destroys Obama. Yeah. You know. And the media also, is quick. And insanely the media... good looking, Mitt Romney. Yeah, he is. But that was the he first looks, time anyone... He looks like a president you draw into a Batman comic book. Oh, no. He, 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 looks, <laughs> he looks like the president. And that's like the kind of... The, I'm not saying he didn't... He ran a bad campaign and all those kinds of things. But I'm saying like the media spins and has complete control over things. Yeah. And what I want to happen for fucking once is for, is for people to get together and be like, no, it's not going to be Hillary Clinton and it's not going to be Jeb Bush. We don't have royal families in the United States. We're going to get Elizabeth Warren on the Democrats and we're going to get Rand Paul on the run. On the, and then we're going to have a socialist and a libertarian a run for president and one of them is going to win. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? not going to happen, and, and, but that But that requires... It, see, that's the thing that bothers happen. me. It can. It just but requires it people does, to pay attention. But then even if it does, like... I hate these excuses. The thing, like, Obama... A, there's just so much money behind these people. So much money. I forget what the last uh, uh, fundraising tabulation was for Clinton, but wasn't isn't she like trying to raise like three or four billion dollars or something like that for She's her campaign? Raise an incredible amount of it's money. Insane. It's insane. Slush fund they have. The and Clinton Foundation. The problem with that is once they they can say whatever the hell they want until they're president, and it comes time for all those checks that you just cashed, you got to repay those somehow, 
right? And this is what they say about Obama is that Obama had all these great ideas before he went to office and couldn't execute on any of those because everyone that backed him was like, hey, dude, you know, you're, you're backed by big oil. So you can't end wars where we're going to protect big oil in, in, in the Middle East because we paid you, man. We, we bought this thing for you and you have to repay us now. You're in office because of us. You got to repay us. So I don't know. It would be fascinating if someone, you know, that's why you, you always bring up um, Ross Perot. Like, yeah, that would have been fascinating. Like he, a guy beholden to no one who can set his own policies and push those through. That was the, that was, And that was why the 1992 election is so fun and so funny to read about and interesting and fascinating. One of, the, one of the most fascinating elections ever. A man who's independently wealthy. He's a billionaire. He spent all of his own money and he almost won. And yeah, money drove that, but it had to because the Re- Republicans and Democrats both wanted to squash him. And it was way worse. It was it's way worse now than it was then. So for someone like him to come through, he was able to buy TV time and do all these kinds of things. Um, probably didn't choose the best running mate in, in Stockdale. Who was his running mate? Uh, Admiral Stockdale. There's famous. Well, I'll bring these. There's awesome. Clips I don't of even those. know why I'm here. Yeah, like there was awesome uh, clips. I was like, oh man, what are you doing? But uh, even when I was like a kid watching this, I was like eight years old, and I was like, oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> do you remember Ross Perot when you were? Good lord, no. you were like what three? When were you born? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. yeah, so you were three years old. You don't remember him. He was crazy, but awesome. No, he was awesome. He had like charts and graphs. Like he was a businessman. He was All just right, like American people. Here's what I want to show you right now. Yeah. They have these charts. Uh, you really? Yeah, and he, and he and he and in the summer. So in the summer ninety two was Bush, Clinton, and him, and he was splitting the vote with both parties, and he was winning. He was fucking winning. Like, and he dropped out of the race for some reason. And then he decided to come back in, and it was too late. Lost but he still momentum. won 20% of the vote. Can you imagine a third party getting 20%? That, that was why Clinton was elected and not Bush, because he was taking more conservative votes, obviously. Um, so it, I, money is a big player in, in, in politics, there's no doubt. It's the biggest player. But it's, that's an excuse also, because that's the way you get to lazy people, through commercials and through radio spots and all these kinds of things. If you engage and work your way through the bullshit and see the candidates – then the money doesn't matter. Money hasn't bought me shit. I actually donate to I donate to Ron Paul. I donate to Mitt Romney. So like I understand that they need money. Mm-hmm. But if you can cut through the bullshit, then you get to different you 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 come to different conclusions. Sure. Elizabeth Warren is a incredibly powerful speaker. And she I don't think she wants to run because frankly, I think she's afraid of of not going head to head with Clinton, but of damaging Clinton because Clinton can win. And I yeah. think she's pragmatic. That's the problem is the Clintons are, I mean, you say we don't have royal families here, but they are a royal family. Everyone loves Bill, you know, and they, you think about the the layman, you think about the person that's out there that maybe doesn't really want to read up on the issues. Um, and I'm using you as an example here, Tim, because I know you're probably not going to, you know, read Politico. Um, do you know Elizabeth Warren? Have you heard of Hillary Clinton? that's the problem right there right is that she's the loudest she is the one who's been she has been running for the presidency for the last 16 years yeah. right like ever since uh, bill was a senator yes bill no, was a governor governor, well, governor. um yeah. she's been aiming for this she's an incredibly smart person she's an incredibly rich person and they have been doing they have been building their way toward this for forever now so it's like oh there's no doubt it's that almost when, clandestine almost someone would see it there's no doubt that during the impeachment hearings and all that she was like listen like we're not we're ostensibly not married anymore. It's the same thing that happened with FDR and, and Eleanor Roosevelt. Like, we're ostensibly not married anymore. Um, I'm staying with you because I can ruin you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're out, 
I'm running for Senate in New York. You are going to get me through that. And then I'm going to become president and you are going to stand by me and we're going to make this happen. Yeah. If you don't do that, I'm going to ruin you. Yeah. And I was, and I'm sure that those conversations happen. Oh, guarantee it. So, so <laughs> that's what happens. That's they by are the way, completely that's, not in love. They do not care. That's about the conversation that happens after like year two of marriage to my <laughs> wife. So you sit down with your wife and she's like, I'll fucking ruin you. you no, I'm just joking. I'm, just joking. <laughs> I'm very, sure very like, crazy I can't, to be a fly on the wall of the white house in 1999 or 2000, man. Like, oh, like God. I, like, I, I mean, it was unbelievable. Like he almost got impeached and all this stuff. It's very historic. Well, yeah, there was, there was, but that was, it wasn't because of the sexual stuff. It was because of he uh, lied. Whitewater, right? Well, no. he just lied about it. He lied under oath yeah. about Monica Lewinsky. So it wasn't even the act of him. No, but there was that. But it when depends on what your definition of Whitewater is, was earlier. Is. What was Whitewater was bad though, wasn't Whitewater it? Whitewater was really bad, but they they got that was a real estate boondoggle. But they they got away with that, and that goes way back to like their time in Arkansas. Um, but this was over. This was specifically over the hearings over Lewinsky, in which he yeah. lied, and I did not. I have did sex not with that have woman. sex with that yeah. woman. He was yeah. Um, but they didn't obviously impeach him. Ken Starr, all these like pe- fucking random ass people that were awesome doing name for a senator and a porn star. Ken Starr was the, the special prosecutor. Remember, he was the like star he, report. he like wanted Clinton. He like wanted to kill Clinton. That's also how Drudge Report came to prominence because Drudge Report broke the story of Monica Lewinsky. Mm. Um, time passed on it, which is the famous thing. I, I have no idea why. I wonder why he passed on. It. Maybe you want to protect him, and that's what I'm talking about about but with biased media. Uh, nonetheless, if you get through all the bullshit, you get to someone like Elizabeth Warren and people, she's fascinating. She, she's the, she's a populist. You don't have any of those anymore where she's like, the game is rigged. That's like her whole thing. Like the Mm -hmm. game is rigged. It is rigged against you. You will never win, you know, in the system. The banks don't care about you. Big business doesn't care about you. The government doesn't care about you. If she could just say that and people listen, she would win her primary. Rand Paul's on the other side saying, listen, the government's too big. They steal all your money. They're all up in your business. Who cares what what the government thinks about this, that, and the other thing? We don't want the government in our lives at all. If people paid attention to him, he'd win. And what would that fucking election look like? That's a real choice. You know what I mean? And that's what I want. I want that election so bad. And all it requires... Even if Elizabeth Warren won, I would accept it. And I think she probably would, you know, because her, like, listen to her speak. She's very, she's, I think, more eloquent than Obama even. And she has more resonant things to say. And she's not, frankly, a liar like Obama has proven himself to be. Because, like you were saying, he's beholden to all these special interests, which she is not. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's all that requires. That doesn't require money. That requires you to pay attention. And frankly, if she just ran, and was on a primary stage with Hillary Clinton. That's all the exposure she needs, man. Maybe she, will. she would go all. I, Maybe Elizabeth she will. Warren would go fucking ham on Hillary Clinton, and and that would and that Clinton, would. Clinton's hard though, man. I mean, Clinton is like. I mean, you're talking about these She's people like they're She's like like they're fighters, right? But if we were talking like they're UFC fighters, I mean, Clinton's been. She's got like that 33 and one record. She has knocked out almost all of her opponents. She might not be the best fighter. She might not be, be the person that deserves to win, but she'll find a way, you know. And that's she's a scary human being. Damn, the no, she's she is scary. A, she is a political beast, and I, I have no doubt. I have little doubt that she'll get through, but I hope that she doesn't. And I feel like she might not. I feel like there are other candidates, and that can be Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is an interesting dude. He's a senator from Vermont. Vermont is called the People's Republic of Vermont for a reason. It is a very weird place. I don't know if it, a lot of people probably haven't been there. I've been there many times. He's a socialist, straight up. Like he doesn't ascribe to be a Democrat. He, he caucuses with the Democrats, but he is a socialist. You know, interesting. And he's running. So like, maybe it's time to hear some different voices and try to get some different opinions. But what you're going to end up getting is Hillary Clinton, who's in the center, maybe slightly to the left, but not really. She's really not a Democrat. And you're going to get someone like Jeb Bush or fucking Marco Rubio or some boring ass like who can't like people that don't say anything. Yeah. And or they say anything. they say that they t- they say that thing where they're like, they're just kind of talking around issues and they're they're saying exactly what you want to hear. And you're like, you're not going to. You're not, that's what I liked about Romney because Romney came at it when he was in, in uh, especially that first debate where he was like, "No, I'm a business person. You want to solve like the biggest problem in our, which is our economy right now. You want to solve that issue? Here's how you do it. 
Same way I would solve an issue at my multi-million dollar corporation. Like, boom, here it is. And everyone was like, huh. You know? Yeah, I remember. It's not I, like, it's not like uh, the grandstanding shit that most uh, politi- p- uh, politicians bring to the table. None of this? None of this stuff. Well, he did. Uh, I think he did this. No, he, you know why they do that, right? Because it's rude to point at things. Oh, hey, that's that's exactly that's why. Like you can't, you don't do this because that's a, that's an aggressive gesture. Everyone does that. They do that, or they point with like oh, this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Disneyland made that popular. I can't back that up. But if you go to Disneyland, they actually yeah, they, they never do. point. They, they either go Cast full hands, they know what's up, or or this. Because mm-hmm. apparently in other, I guess maybe it's in other in other countries. Like if you do this, it's like hey, give me all your money. Maybe that's just in New York. Yeah, welcome yeah. to welcome <laughs> to the United States. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want I, – I feel like this election has the the ability to be transformative. I really do feel like this can be 1976. This can yeah, be – I mean – Or 1980. This can be 1912, like really big, really important – or 1932, big important elections that are like – that that matter, that have really weird people. And for, not, for people that don't know since they were laughing, 1912 was a three-way race between Teddy Roosevelt, Taft, and Woodrow Wilson. 1932 was between the incumbent Hoover – who start, you know, was responsible for a lot of the depression versus FDR. 1980 was Reagan, who has been trying to run for president ever, destroying Jimmy Carter. Destroyed him. And like the, one of the worst fucking, ele- like, obli- I, I want people to go look at that electoral map. You never, you'll never see a map like that again. It is red. But people didn't the like The entire Carter, right? fucking map. Huh? Carter was terrible. Wasn't oh, it? Carter was awful. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You need, you, and, and Frank, I'm not saying Obama's terrible, but Obama's a bad president. So like, so you need, this is, the, this has the ability to be a transformative sort of election yeah. but people must engage well and they, they yeah, but that's the engage. thing that's the wild card right there is this is the height of social media too now Brett, granted when obama ran social media was in full steam as well um especially this last time when he was the incumbent but like that'll be really telling to see how how all these candidates use social media like twitter and facebook i mean you guys know what social media is i'm not going to define that for you <laughs> we're, we're clearly uh amazing at it um yeah it'll be fascinating though it'll be fascinating to see hillary's instagram i mean they're gonna do it right they have yeah. to they're gonna the have fact all on that she's selling that poster with her on her cell phone when her sunglasses on, I'm like, she gets it. She knows. Yeah, you but go, girl. To me, it's like Hillary Clinton is is fake. She doesn't answer questions from the media. She's like very scripted. She has way too much money to the point where listen, where she, she just, has just people surrounding her all the time. Like she just kept her personal emails on her personal emails. No, yeah. All, all, also, there's all the scandals. Like the way they're, they're, the way they're gonna amazing. rip apart her her using her personal email at state and then Benghazi and all that kind of stuff is gonna be a disaster for her. But I think she probably gets through. But if, she but if people, she's gonna get through it. But if people engage, then she doesn't. And this is the thing I, I've been trying to tell people: it's, it's not because it's a Democrat that is like the presumptive nominee this time. Um, it's just that why are you letting the media tell you who's going to win? You choose. And remember that in 2008 they did the same thing, and people chose, and they chose, and I feel like it was it was a rubber band effect against the media. The only reason Obama won is because they didn't want Clinton to win because the gov- the media was saying like Clinton's gonna win. So like, no, he's not. You know, like, you, ultimately, you don't choose that. We choose that. And I think that that really helped Obama. Not to mention he was a very great speaker and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But he was supposed to lose. You know? The, I don't think he was extraordinarily great at the debates and all that kind of stuff. People have to kind of go back and watch and remember these things. But I don't know. So I, I think that it's uh, engage and, and this thing will be – this election will be awesome. Like, I, I'm so excited about this election. Yeah. But I'm into I, it. I'm going to be so – fucking bummed if it's clinton and bush it i'm gonna be like be. you have to be it kidding me be. with this shit now it it's both be. of them at the same time and then eventually yeah. one of them will have a child chelsea, chelsea who will be old enough to run and she will run in 20 years you know how old do you have to be a president 35 how chelsea's i think my age so i think she is maybe 35 now yeah, she could be. Yeah. So yeah, she's gonna be the VP. She'll be next. Nah, she won't mm-hmm. be the VP, but she'll be 20 years from now. If she's done I like how you took that. If that was a real, that was a real statement for me. 
That'd be hilarious. Be the, like, she'll be the VP of the family. <laughs> no, they'll pick some old uh, white guy, probably to be VP. Lieberman back at it. To, to your guy's point, I mean, there was an awesome piece not too long ago that I was reading where it was like, Rand Paul is already falling into the trap of having to win the primary. You know, like he's already sounding like a Republican again. Like saying things that he doesn't oh, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, and just I'm like, this like, is just like what happened with Mitt. Yeah, like where it's like they have to say things to win, and like that's the bummer. But that's the unholy alliance that is the Republican Party. I know because I'm part of it. Um, it sucks. You have to the, the fucking evangelicals need to hear what they need to hear. The fiscal yep. conservatives need to hear what they need to hear. The libertarians need to hear what they need to hear. And it's just like, and, and at the end, you're just like, all right, I don't even know like what you mean anymore. But I still think that one side, <laughs> at least one side, will get the nominee you don't think they're going to get. Hope so. I, I th- and I think that. Unfortunately, if it's someone, if it's something like Clinton and random Republican guy or whatever that shouldn't win, Clinton's going to win. Clinton's going to steamroll. Um, yeah. So you got they got to be careful about that too. If Clinton's becoming presumptive, then we need someone like Mitt Romney to jump back in. Like that's, and I think that that's going to happen. Like Mitt Romney was going to run, and then he wasn't going to run, and then he just last week had a had a meeting with like a bunch of political strategists and donors in Utah. And I'm like, he's going to mm-hmm. run. Like I, I think he, I think he looks at the landscape and he's like, no, I got to do this for my party and my country. I'm just afraid. He's Watch gonna, my documentary. I'm just afraid he's going to become more like like an Al Smith figure or something. Who like a guy that just like runs over and over again and loses, and then that's like all he's going to be known for. It's not going to be known for like the things he did, the better things he did, the businessman he was. It's just like he ran for president three times, he lost. Yeah, yeah. But and he has the stink on him now, which is unfortunate. The loser when, stink. When, when he when he lost the primary, he was he didn't have the stink. But when you lose the general, you do have the stink, and it's and it is very rare for the someone. Stink might be my favorite phrase. You know, it's a real thing. At the stink. Yeah. Oh, it, it's real. Anyway, I hope uh, people out there engage. I hope you guys engage too. And remember, like, it's so much deeper than Clinton and Bush. These these fields are way deeper. This is the deepest field on both sides that I've seen in a long time, actually. And so, remember Howard Dean? Oh, oh, how can yes. I forget? I do remember Howard Dean. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, if you guys are too young and don't oh, remember, God. go watch Howard. That Dean's. wasn't that long ago. Go watch, it was 2004. Go watch yeah. Howard Dean's concession speech when he lost the new Ham- i think it was the new hampshire primary Ruined which was one of the great political meltdowns on national tv you had ever seen in your life you saw a man who was maybe going to win the nominee just crumble and become a joke in two minutes it is one of the great poli sci videos you could possibly watch for the modern era you guys should check it out think a look at michael dukakis in a tank oh yeah there you go my turn for topics. Mine comes from Patreon. Can this we, one comes. Can we break for one second? Sure. Daddy had a lot of coffee. Okay. Or you can say the topic and I can nope, hear you. I can't because okay. you can't. It's all right. All right, my topic. We're back from Nick's pee break. Thanks. This one comes from Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go there. You can sponsor us there. You get your topic read just like Umar did. Umar's topic is what thing, I'm sorry, what thing that sucked would you go back and fix? Specifically, what movie slash TV show slash game that was flawed would you go back and make right? In this situation, the thing that sucked would have never existed. Your product would be the the fixed version, but the original. It went, so it wouldn't be that like you're remastering it. You're it, you erase the knowledge yeah. of the original, and you have this now. I mean, okay, Star Wars, right? Easy answer. Let's not say that. Something that's how you sound right now. Yeah, that's how I meant. To I mean, say. Star Wars. Star Wars came to mind for me. Superman yeah, Returns. It's, it's, really? it's a little trite. Yeah. Yeah, I would have gone with one of the Superman. I don't know why. I would have taken Steel, Superman no. The Man of Steel is built the universe. They they're committed. They think it's good. Superman Returns. I would have been come back, shown it to Brian Singer, and been like, they cut out your first part and replace it with text. Terrible way to open a movie. Secondly, this is your only shot at it. Don't make a fucking boring ass movie. Have him punch something. Don't do this kid thing. Fucking yeah, suck oh it up. God, the kid thing. Have uh, James Marsden be Metallo, and then we can all fucking go from there. Yeah, that was one of those weird movies where you're like, he has an illegitimate child. Yeah. They wrote that into a Superman movie. Right? 
that he left. Superman left on for five years. Is a deadbeat dad. No, that's a you're jumping. Gone for five years. He didn't know. Doesn't care about his son. He didn't know. You're not allowed to say he doesn't care. How does Lois have the kid without it punching through her uterus? Now you're just taking all rats' logic. But there is logic to be had there, right? I mean. It's one of those things I where mean, I'm like, it depends just, on what iteration of the thing we're going with and stuff. I know now we were, in the, we were in the Donner universe where as soon as he was on Earth, he had powers. So, yes, great point. Would the vitamin, would the sunlight that she had ingested and the vitamin D then have gotten to his cells as well? In a residual form, you'd think so. Because when he was a kid, he lifted the tractor so that Pa Kent wasn't killed by the tractor. Right. Or something like that. I might be remembering that incorrectly from Superman. I mean, you, you're, yeah, you're jumping. Was I it mean, one of those, so the corn remember things? Remember, he corn was, was like, there was it, for the Pa Kent story was he was changing the the tire right after they picked him up. Oh right, and then it, it got off the jack and he Cal caught and the kid's it. just like and he showed his dick. His, his dick like, out. Yeah. My pee pee, right, Kevin? He didn't say anything about his pee pee. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin my is pee-pee. moving his thing around. But I would go back because Brian Singer's a talented director. He's good. He does awesome work. I like that. And I think he he thought he had more rope than he had with Superman Returns. I it would be fascinating. You again, you don't really know how things go off the rails, right? There's so many people involved with the approval processes for films that you don't you can't blame Brian Singer for a bad. No, film. not at all. The guy knows how to make a good film. Days of Future Past, I liked. A yeah, lot. It's a good movie. Uh, Usual Suspects yeah, X2, was awesome. Man. X2 was like awesome. Jam skis. It was good enough. Um he had unfortunately the 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 problem of with X two that he had to follow up X one, which was like they kind of set up all the characters in a weird wonky way. But it was good. It was it was a cool film and it was it, action was great. I liked how they treated Wolverine. Um, what was your name? Uh, Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, she was a little weird. Um, but Kelly Hugh. What's up? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What, if you're uh, out there, what's up? A Mystique had that line. She's like bottoms up, and then like she puts the shot in the guy's butt. I or the part funny. where she like slides and she's like, oh, that was cool. That's fucking Nightcrawler scene in the beginning. Nightcrawler in general. Yeah. He's a good storyteller. He's a great director. But it's one of those things where you're like, you don't know how he wound up with that script. I don't know if he was like, look, we shouldn't do this, and people are like, no, I don't know, this is gonna play. I know. Or... I mean, the way I understand it is that he, I mean, from the involvement and watching it and like how the comic book he tied into and everything is, it was just gonna be even longer. Like he had he had filmed all the stuff where he, Superman went out to Krypton that been dope in the spaceship, see. and I think I'm, from what I understand, and maybe I'm just I, maybe I've heard rumors. I can't verify this isn't from firsthand. Is the studio watched this like three hour Superman movie? And was like get him to fucking Earth. Nobody yeah. wants to see him flying around, and that's why it opens up and it's like Superman's been gone for five years. And Krypton was they thought destroyed, but it's back. Kind of no, it's not. All right, Superman's been gone. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible text <laughs> that's, on that's, screen. That's crazy to me because that's way more like that story element would have been way more fascinating to watch because we've never seen that on film. Like actually him trying to go and find Krypton and maybe yeah. potentially finding what's this? He finds it all split up and just, right. he says in the movie all he found was a graveyard. That but that would have been cool yeah. to start there or see that in the opening credits something like that and then see him coming back. I mean, again, a good example of everything that they cut to is like Cal Penn's in it from Harold and Kumar, right? Yeah. He says nothing. No, he has, he has not no one line, lines. Not and one in the line. comic books, you read talking left and right about yeah. all this stuff. And there's mm. this backstory about a help Luther in the, in, uh, in uh, the prison and all this other stuff. And it's just like, well, now we need to shave time off this movie. So all of Lex's companions are silent idiots. Yeah, they were all silent and dumb. Except for the guy that had the wicked tattoo on the back of his head. That was kind of weird. Um, it was like a tattoo of a demon. That's one of those... That I that it would have been cool to go back and and sort of remake if you could go back to that that just tell him just tell him this is what's up you got to correct your course I mean it's it's so again it's it I always kind of hesitate to criticize especially a film that's that important because at the time that was a very very big film yeah like you you think of it now you're like oh we got Man of Steel we got every single comic book freaking movie that you could ever possibly want at the time that Superman Returns comes you saw that trailer and you were like oh 
my God, this is going to be amazing. This has to be amazing. This, there's, there's no, it can't be not good. It's just, it was just like Star Wars. We were like, this is going to be the greatest film ever made. And so, of course, you're gonna, there's going to be some letdown to some degree. Like mm-hmm. spoilers, uh, every film that we see from now on is not going to be as good as Avengers. It's not going to be as good as Dark Knight Rises, or excuse me, Returns, not Rises, because oh, you, you just, because <laughs> it's so hard to live up to that, right? But back when Superman Returns came out, you were like, wow, we, ha- we haven't seen a Superman yeah. film since the Donner film, or since uh, Superman: The Quest for Peace, right? Yeah. Um, which is was Superman. Superman. Um, <laughs> So yeah, but I mean, again, when you're making something, when you're in the thrust of it, and when you're in the in the middle of making something, you can't, you don't have that perspective like mm-hmm. you do. So you know, s- ten years later, sitting in a podcast room with your three friends, going like, "Oh, he should have done this." No, done I that. get that, he but that's where that that's what we can bring to him. So yeah, that, if going, we're time traveling, you can tell him like how, that the movie does not pan out well. You need to adjust course. Going back, I would have said, "Look, here's what you need to do." Same with what I would tell you know anyone who's directing that film is, you got to find a way to have a really convincing villain. Like someone who is really ominous and really, really imposing, and someone that has dimensions. That's not just Evil. a hi. I'm gonna make another continent. It's like what, what? Like no. Remember the, the one, the one storyline I've had since the original yeah, Superman so, movie. I'm doing it again. That's so like, like base and one dimensional, right? Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. And you start to think about the iconic villains. Like every great hero story has to have a great villain, or else. What is the point? What is he fighting against? What is he striving toward? You start to look at like like Darth Vader, for instance, where on on on, on a very ancillary level, yeah, sure, he's one dimensional, right? He's a bad guy. But he's not, because eventually he starts taking on a whole new dimension in Jedi where you're like, he's actually torn now. He's trying to save his son, and the only way he can save his son is by inducting him into the dark side, is bringing him over, because that's the only way he can think to save him. He doesn't see another option, because he's so closed off. He's lived this life for so long. And now that his son chooses death over coming to him, finally he sees there is a third option. There's another way. I can sacrifice myself to save my son. Boom. Empire, Emperor up over the fucking thing. Why his no. all he could do was shock him. This there's a man that could like lift a fucking star destroyer with his brain. Like shit, what's going on? No. Ah! Uh, this, I just always this love, is beyond me. I mean, like I, you're reading a little bit into the performance and stuff, but I like it. I like that you are because I just, I always think back to just how emotive he was in that scene of. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, Greg has pulled out. his shirt over his it face. It was worth it, goddammit. Um, Physical comedy's never easy. By the way, no, I, wanted, but, I, I wanted to show me real quick. I was laughing earlier when you said uh, it's hard to say how something would go off the rails, and I was like, have you listened to this show? Oh, no. <laughs> but like, let's let's make no moments about it. This show is probably just a giant shit show for the outside viewer. So anyone that's like, I, I would I would say that most people like watching this show because of that. Because it goes yeah. off the rails so often. I mean, can we just appreciate for a second that we, for 50 minutes, talked about soda. And then for an additional, I don't know, 40 minutes, talked about hardcore politics. And now we're just talking about Superman. Yeah. And it all felt the same. <laughs> like, same that's crazy. Same <laughs> but also, these kinds of podcasts are a dime a dozen, though. Right, Kev? <laughs> you got that's burned. a callback into earlier in the episode when, when Kevin and Colin have a rivalry now. My answer is um, definitely Transformers. Like, yeah. The movies. Yeah. I got it on eBay. Here's the problem with that, though. You go back, you go back and six nine one two. You go back and tell the producers. I forget mm-hmm. who produces Transformers. It's not Michael Bay? It's, it's, no, he's the director, but I, it's like... Okay. Maybe it is Brookheimer. It's Brookheimer. Um, no, is it Brookheimer or is it De Laurentiis? I can't remember. I can look it up. You keep that, talking. But... doesn't matter. Um, you go back and tell them, hey, you got to change this movie 
or else it's going to be really bad, but it's still going to make yeah, yeah, worldwide that's the thing. No, half so, a billion dollars or a billion dollars. They're going to go like this. We don't give a shit. Yeah, but they, they, don't, they don't care know, about the script. But, but they don't know. I know. Exactly. But that doesn't matter. Like, that's not what this question is. Right. This question is, is what would we change and fix? Sure. What I would do is just make sure that they don't. It's, it all comes down to the character designs. If the character designs weren't so convoluted and just garbage messes of just like so much going on, and I'm not even gonna hate on the designs. Like I don't think they're that bad, but I just wish that they're they weren't bad. they weren't as complicated. Because if they were simpler, then they wouldn't have cost as much money to animate all the CG, like correct. all the fight scenes and stuff, correct. which would have meant that the movie could have been about the Transformers instead of about Shia LaBeouf and his girlfriend and right. like. A bunch of stupid human subplots. Like all of those movies' biggest problem is the, the fact Transformers that it's not side characters? about the Transformers. Yeah, it's very true. And so the, the the reason they did that though is because the uh, it was so expensive to animate the Transformers, which makes sense. But it's like if they were easier to animate and they like it, they weren't as complex and like every freaking shot with Optimus Prime turning like this involved. 10 million moving parts because mm-hmm. his freaking neck had a freaking all this shit. If it was just more boxy and stuff, which I understand isn't like the, no, the aesthetic they, they were could. going for, but there is a nice middle ground they could have went with. The problem and the thing that you're talking about right now is that like is that by making them so complex, they don't have it's very very hard for the audience to relate to them from a human's perspective and you have to be able to do that. In, with your characters. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people are really really worried that they're going to make a Halo movie one day. And have Master Chief because the same thing you're talking about with Vader. It's like it's even worse than Master Chief. He doesn't even have a face. It's just a glaring like reflection, right? And so it's hard for you to empathize with someone like that, especially when they're your main character. With the Transformers, part his of his name is Master Chief, which is like the worst name ever. <laughs> that's, that's that's very true as well. Um, with the Transformers, especially, they don't like your eye looks at that and goes, "This is a foreign object that's not a human. It has no soul. It's just something that's up there that I think I'm going to try to look at for until my eyes break." Um, but see, that's my problem with Transformers, though, like, with, with the movies is that, like, I feel like that only really happened because they were next to the humans and stuff. Like, when some – all the best Transformers stories are usually told and there's humans aren't even involved and you just kind of forget about it. It doesn't matter. And my favorite thing about Transformers is that the best Transformers stories and the most, like, cool things that happen don't involve them transforming or turning into anything. It's just them and they're just characters and they happen to be things that can transform, but they don't. It's just they act as humans would act. So it's like they could have done that if the writing was better and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just yeah, because that's, that's the other thing too. They were like they were weird foreign aliens. They they didn't feel like real things, right? Like they didn't have seemingly real emotions. They were just kind of there to protect the planet, you know. And you were yeah, like, why can't you have a real? And then they had that weird goofy scene where it's like, oh my bad, like yeah. The I mean, there's so much forced here? humor and, and all that stuff. But like, I even like that's what I would do. That was change the character designs, which mm-hmm. would then allow the Transformers to be the main characters. That'd be great. If I couldn't do that, I think there's another option, mm-hmm. which would just be build off of what they did with Transformers 1. I think they could have fixed things with Transformers 2. If they just kind of – That's not how sequels work. I, I, I know, but just built off of the, the framework of that 1 was. Mm-hmm. 1 wasn't that bad. I liked it. At one. least set a world up. I liked so the first two could have came in and like built upon that and then been like, all right, cool. Now it is about the Transformers. Now we already have these convoluted designs made for seven, eight characters. Mm-hmm. We'll add three more. We already have them made. See, they built upon it when they put Robot Heaven in it. The problem, the, the, <laughs> big, the big problem Stop is this. Work, work the, big, the big problem is this, is that wow. the, in, in order for those big movies to make their money back, they have to sell in foreign markets. 
And the number one thing that doesn't sell well in foreign markets are really intricately told stories in English. So um, that's why a lot of indie films just don't make money because the humor of a, a, of a Zach Braff indie film doesn't really translate well into Chinese. Right, and the Chinese and the Chinese uh, China is the biggest uh, market for consumers on the planet right now for anything, especially film. So you want your film to sell and be really, really, really good for the Chinese people because they're the ones that are going to actually probably uh, that's where you're going to make your money back. So they it, the way that starts to work is that they start to go well. We don't really give a shit too much about the story about this, right? What we need are eye popping visuals, half of which need to take place in China because they're actually funding this yeah. film. Um, and that becomes a huge problem in that when you have a sequel, they're like, well, we need this done. We need to make our, we need to make in this quarter or whatever. We need to make this certain specific amount of money. So you have six months to get this done. Mm-hmm. So what's the first thing that goes, right, is the script, is the story. You can't spend three months crafting a nice story when they're like this. Famously, that happened in Iron Man 2 where they were still shooting while they were writing the script. And it was like, yeah. this is going to be chaos. Like toward the, There's no third act in that film. Like you go back and watch Iron Man 2 and you're like, oh, oh, it's done. It's done. They're, oh, they just beat Whiplash. Cool. I'm Whiplash. I'm, gonna, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the same thing with Iron Man One as well. But so, so that's the big problem with that. I think in order to fix that, there's a third option though for you: just redo the movie with all the original cartoon sound effects. Yes, and that well, would be amazing. I mean, they as the movies go on, they they <laughs> kind of do. Well, I mean, not all Remember of them, but the, like they do add a lot more of that in the movies, just like right. fan service, just to keep the people being like, "Oh my god, they use that." It sound. is and it's like Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I got it on eBay. Got it. It was. It was. That's what. I, that's the only thing I remember from the original Transformers. I saw it in the theater with Mark Ryan. And that's the only thing I remember about it was, well, two things. One, the fight scenes are fucking garbage. They are muddled messes. Like, I, I remember watching. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell is going on. I was just like, yeah, like, all these yeah. moving parts. I'm like, all right, you spent how much money making that? I have no idea what the fuck you're supposed to even be showing. Right. And then I remember the whole eBay oh, uh, tie. God, yeah. Uh, that's, that's like all I remember. See, but that, that is the one good thing about two is that it did have it, it had one fight scene in a forest that they went to the forest for the specific reason of you can see what's happening. We're going to have the camera zoom out. There's not fucking buildings and explosions everywhere. It's people fucking fighting. And you can actually see what they're doing, kind of. Because mm-hmm. they're still convoluted messes. But at least it was somewhere. There's these leaked screenplays that I highly recommend people reading if they're interested in Transformers at all. And uh, of they're, they're not leaked screenplays. They're like... Fanfic. Uh, they're, it's essentially fanfic. But it's just like proposed like screenplays sure. for what Transformers 2 and 3 could have been. Style stuff, yeah. My God. Like... The coolest things I've ever read, and it's like yeah. it, it fixed it. You they took the story from one and kept going, and like two, it was awesome. And Starscream like took over Las Vegas, and like that's how they got the humans involved. Was just he he created this world where all these like people were just under his rule, and then it, it created the subsections of the Decepticons being split and the Autobots having to fight and stuff. And it was actually interesting mm. and cool, and didn't involve that many Transformers. But they were there. Humans, side characters. Then the third movie, even more fucking cool, it involved time travel. Who gives a shit? That, is that complicated? Yeah. Paradox. But was it awesome? Yes. Because they went back to the 80s and they, for plot point, whatever, their looks looked more boxy and like shitty oh, because it was dope. a different time. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's what I want from a goddamn third movie in a thing right. where it's like already being watched the ground. I'd watch that one. So, yeah. What was the one with Mark Wahlberg? That was the last that one. That was right? the fourth hey, one. Which, man, like, I'm a huge Transformers fan. One of the biggest Transformers fans. Even the movies. Like, I love them yeah. just because they are Transformers. Mm-hmm. One, I was like, okay. Yeah. Two, I was like, it has fight sleep. scenes and I'll, I'll still stand for it. Three, I was like, that's the one with Fuck. Rose Wilmington Hunt. Yeah, right? but I was like, it still has some moments that I really enjoy. And then four, I was like, they lost you. Hate you. You know what sucks, though, is that 
I started watching that film and I was like, I like Mark Wahlberg in this. It's just the right amount of corny, right? He's yeah. got the hot daughter. They've got, the, you know, the dynamic with the boyfriend I thought was cool. I'm like, oh, we got it. We're starting to tell a little cool story here. Then right when the feds show up, well, first of all, he gets Optimus Prime. And the time between him finding Optimus Prime and like figuring out what it is, is like, there's like nothing. There's no, there's everything yeah. felt like so, they were like, this is a story element. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, this story element. Cut it out. We need to get to the action fast. Even the action. Felt like they cut out parts of the action so that we could get to more action faster. Yeah, that's that why film. it was all muddled up and bullshit. It was no, but like, have you seen the fourth one? Oh, there the are moments in the fourth one where I'm, I'm, it doesn't make any sense. Like the editing no, I didn't know there was is so one. chaotic yeah. that you're like, Mark Wahlberg just for no reason goes from driving a car to like he's out of the car shooting at someone, and then we don't see him for like 20 more minutes. Yeah, no, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. The fourth, the fourth is it it's has just so oh, so many God. issues. Like the one there is there is a couple like real nice nods to like old things that happened in Transformers. Like Ratchet has this really good scene in the beginning well, when he dies. Spoilers, the no gives a fuck <gasps> yeah. about. But who's Ratchet? But uh but there's there's like nothing good about that movie besides that because all the character development of the last three movies which was the one thing I was holding on to all of a sudden they decide that uh Optimus yeah. Prime is just a motherfucking um, asshole that doesn't care and will kill humans and stuff. No, I don't give a shit what people do. Optimus Prime will not kill a no, motherfucking he won't kill a human. He's shooting at them. Yeah, blown away. The fuck? Sam He's... changed him. Like even in the, se- the second, the second motherfucking Transformers movie starts off with a scene where Optimus Prime holds a gun to a Decepticon's head, fucking shoots him point blank. Yeah, he doesn't kill. Welcome to the that, realities like of Superman. war. That is not Optimus Prime. That is not War never changes. Um, Sorry, you wanted the same boring-ass, <laughs> nonsensical story you got on, many times before. On a different note. What would you change? The other one I would change would probably be... The, the only thing that comes to mind is Prometheus. That's oh. one of those movies where... Oh, I, I didn't even... See, I wanted to see that so bad, and people were like... I, I, think, so it was, I think it was my brother. It was like... And, here, and I was like, why? No, no. No, here's the, <laughs> here's the deal with that. I mean, it, it, it had the best... No, no soy creamer. No, no just black is fine. Um, that was to Kevin. It had the best intentions, right? And it was trying to be super ambitious. And it just got somewhere along the ri- lines, I think, and Damon Lindelof is quoted as saying, like, look, dude, I was like the 13th writer on this thing. And I was just trying to, like, salvage it. It just became too much. And that was what I feel like they, what the misstep was, where I'd go back and be like, you know, hey, I know you you, you really love this series. And you can tell it all came from a place of love where it's like, we can't screw this up. This is Aliens, right? Um, I would be like, the heart of Aliens was that it was so simple. It is just like man versus monster. Like that is all it is. It's all it ever really needs to be. And when you're going back and trying to tell an origin story where somehow that was the creation of the human species, like, guys, it's too much. Like, just give me another alien. It's a cool idea. It was a dope idea, but it was, it was, because it makes makes aliens circular, which is cool. It was, I mean, it was what they were trying to, the story they were trying to tell was awesome. I can tell when like Ridley sat down and was like, this is the story I want to tell. You're like, that for on a page of like a synopsis, like a one cheater treatment, I'd be like, please make this, please immediately make this. Well, a group of scientists discover that there's a planet out there that you know has an alien presence. Like, let's yeah, let's go, let's go look into that. But please, when you're bringing people, don't bring dipshits with you. Don't bring people that are uh, uh, geographers uh, or not geographers. What what is the word I'm looking for? Geologists. Geologists. Excuse movie. me, not geographers. <laughs> geologists. Don't bring people that that that, that specialize. Do you want to know about the rocks? Reading maps and to- and topography. And um, all right, just let them come to you, Kev. Go, go get your there in a second. Um, and uh, 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 have them get lost in the map that they made of the structure that they're, they're they're finding. Don't bring people that are biologists and have them not be a little bit 
have a little trepidation when this fucking giant snake comes out of oil and looks at them and goes like this. And it's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's so cute. Because they're all like foreign. They're okay. all like Italian. Oh, this guy is like so cute. And <laughs> touch him. They touch him. He literally reached out. I was like, this thing, that, I mean, it looks like a giant succubus. It's like, and he's like, oh, he's a little guy he's scared of us right now. He wasn't here five minutes ago, but because this black ooze went all over the place, this ominous black ooze, and these little tiny freaking snakes became these giant things, I'm going to pet him. You know what we should do? Run? No. Let's pet him. Let's make him our pet. We'll call him Charlie. Put him on a little leaf. Oh, shit. He's inside my fucking skin right now. That's how that went. Fucking Charlie. Didn't see this movie. Charlie went in there and just, and he like melted the guy's face off. It was terrifying. Colin, what would you change? Two things come to mind for me. Uh, the first one is Indiana Jones 4. Oh, my God. Um, you just make that not happen. Yeah, and that's basically what I was going to say was, is that I'd go and I'd be like, listen, guys, remember what you guys did to Star Wars? Um, you're about you, to, do, you're this about to do this to Indy. Now, Indiana Jones' last movie in 1989 was called The Last Crusade, so um, it's over now. Yeah. Uh, the three Indiana Jones movies are perfect, and you don't need to touch them. Leave them They're the fuck alone. Perfect. Yeah, like, like, don't you ruined everything with the fourth Indiana Jones movie? It was fucking nonsense. You bring in all these fucking characters, and if you want to get Harrison Ford involved in something, maybe pay him enough to be interested in being there. Because I've never seen a more disinterested fucking Indiana Jones in my entire life. That's what I'm afraid of a little bit with Han Solo as well. Uh, hopefully, and you kind of see it. You start to see yeah. it a little bit in that image where you're like, why does he look like he just got out of a, like a Hollywood brunch? Yeah. <laughs> You know, where he's like, really, he has his vest on he's already. really pretty. He's got that, like, what's funny is I went back and looked at that image. It is his jacket, but it's like a leather version of that, that old jacket. It's got the thing with the pen thing on it with the little collar. But I'm like, it just does it like. The Chewie were home? That was my big, yeah, that's my biggest problem. Or my, not, not problem. My biggest fear with Star Wars is that it's going to suffer from that Indiana Jones 4 problem. Yeah, like, it's just, it, it, I, yeah, I would just say to them, they'd be like, well, Colin, well, Chewie, you know, you come from the future. What should we do to fix it? I'd be like, just don't do don't it. Do it. Don't do it's it. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates your movie. Don't do it. Don't rewrite it. Leave Indiana Jones alone. I appreciate you wanting to bring it back. I was excited about it. I was really excited about it. I went, I went, the, I went the opening show with my dad when Indiana... And I never go to the movies, guys. But we laughed during the movie multiple times. And it wasn't because it was funny. You know what I mean? And then I slowly back when out the, Yeah, and then I'm like, and I'm, like I'm, I'm going now. <laughs> I'm going back to the future. Erase this fucking movie. Also, here's $100. Invest it in Apple for me. <laughs> That's what I would do. Actually, um, that was not long ago. So. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I mean, Indiana Jones was probably being written in 2003, 2004. That was before they really, 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 mm -hmm. really blew up. Um, the second thing I would change is the Seinfeld finale. Now, the oh, now, Jesus. now yeah. Larry David has been beaten up a lot about this. Well and I should. think I my, my stance on this is, the, is this. The idea is brilliant because... The idea of getting everyone back together, and I mean everyone, yeah. is a really funny idea because everyone has their favorite character. Oh, do you remember the guy that opened the Pakistani restaurant? You remember the soup Nazi, the, the woman with the fucking marble rye, all these things? And he was like, yes, yes, like this is what everyone everyone says. So I'm gonna get them all back, and they're, and I'm gonna and they're all gonna be character witnesses for these four fucking idiots. And we're finally gonna get to the bottom of the fact that they all are bad people. Yeah, but that's and I liked and I liked that idea. It that's, was a nice idea, but, but it didn't work. The, the problem with that is the the, the power or, or the whole point of Seinfeld was that they were fucking assholes that had no consequences to being assholes. They were always doing stupid shit, and they got away with it, right? Yeah, like sure, something bad would happen, but there was never real consequences. Now it was sort of just a play on life, like you know. I guess there are consequences in life, but you know what I mean. Like it was, it was a show about nothing, and so <laughs> when they would. 
when they would do anything, like it just wouldn't matter. Nothing was supposed to matter. And at the end of that season finale, it finally mattered. And you're like, oh, I don't like this because yeah, this like, is not what I'm used to. I feel, yeah, like I feel like what's unfortunately probably happened, I, I, I feel this way. They've not talked about it. And I don't think they will because I think he stands by like that show or that episode. But like, they, the idea on paper is, I think, really good. And if I was, and if I like to say, like, oh, a show that was about nothing and about no consequences and about really bad people, but we love them, is suddenly about really how bad they are. And like how they watch this guy get robbed, did nothing about it, which is what the last episode's about. And then they go, to, they go they to, go to, they jail. go to jail. Yeah. And and the entire trial, they're represented by Jackie Childs, which is fucking awesome. They like, ha- and they just bring character witness after character witness, and they're and they just destroy them based on all the fucked up things they did that they thought they got away with. Mm-hmm. And if I saw that on paper, I was like that. If someone told me that before I watched, it, I was in eighth grade. I remember, and I was like, I was obsessed with Seinfeld back then. I was like, that sounds, aw- like, it that yeah, sounds that's awesome. Yeah, if they just gotten away with it, but, they should have gotten away with it at the end. But yeah, the, the scene ends with them in a jail cell, and I'm like, this isn't. I don't know what I wanted you to do, but this wasn't no, it. This and that's the really hard. That's the hard thing with the Seinfeld thing is I always ask people. I'm like, all right, so the, the, we all kind of unanimously agree the finale didn't work. What would you have done? How do you end it? And, like, that's the thing. It's like, I have no fucking idea how you end that show. That show has no continuity in it, except for, like, little like little characters, like Ben Neer or something like that, or, like, George's jobs or relationships. But other than that, like, there's no real continuity. You can jump in and watch any episode. So how do yeah, you really, problem, how like, do you end it? It's not like Cheers, right? Where Cheers was, like, this amazing cast, like, this ensemble cast, and it had, like, very heartfelt moments, and it was, like, it really um, relied on, you know, the relationships of Sam and Diane, and then later Sam and... Uh, Oh shit, Chris Kirstie, Kirstie yeah, characters. Um, and the I remember, I don't remember a lot of Cheers, and I have since stopped watching it on Netflix because I'm like, wow, this show is actually kind of formulaic. But um, yeah, it's really kind of boring. The actually. end of Cheers, I do remember, mm-hmm. which is it was Sam looking at the bar one more time, and like someone comes in for a drink, right? Yeah, they come to the like, door. Hey, you guys, everybody's like, no, nah, we're closed. Sorry, and the guy's like, oh, okay, another time, and he goes away, and Sam just looks and like turns the light off and leaves. And that was awesome. Yeah, and, and that's, like, one that's of the, exactly how I would have wanted that. Show and that's one of the most well remembered and most highly rated in terms of viewers finales ever i think seinfeld was the one that beat it actually probably and yeah it's it's i think simple would have been better and i don't know how you ended i might have ended it with just a normal episode i mean i think that might have been the boldest That's thing, the thing just say thing like do. the camera just walks like leaves the door and it just leaves them where you found them you've walked in one day in 1990 and you walk out in 1998 and they're just still going yeah and that's the one reason like i really and i've said it before i really do believe that show is going to come back like I I I just they, with they, all of this they don't like have it anymore. She, yeah, like, they do. Julia Louise Dreyfus still has it. She yeah, is amazing. I started watching Feet by the way. Uh, what do you think? It's very funny. It's it's very funny. It, it's it, very it silly. gets to a place with you where you're like, this is like the first three episodes you watch. You're like, this is silly. Then it gets to a place where you're like, sorry, this just broke through to the genius category. Fucking genius. Like the way they treat each other and the back and forth of that show is like it's like none other. Um, but. Yeah, I would have done that. I would just, I would have ended it just like a normal episode. The, uh, it reminds me, you're gonna, you're gonna get pissed about me on this one, yeah, because you love this season finale. I did not like it. I would have gone back and changed the season finale for The Sopranos. I was proud. I, I do love it. I did not. And like I'm seeing, that. dude, it was, it was, it was like ambiguous for no reason. Like nothing else in that show was ambiguous. I think why it was ambi- ambiguous. I think it was fake ambiguous. That's why I always tell people I don't want to spoil because people got mad on Conor Greg when I spoiled the sh- ending of a show that ended, so ten, ended ten years ago. Um. <laughs> That's but nonetheless, I understand. I don't want to spoil it. things unnecessarily. People have still watched Sopranos. It's worth watching. I think it was fake ambiguous. I think it's obvious what happened. But like, I think that they. I, but I think that that's that's David Chase's whole thing, and 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 Matthew Weiner, who surprise is writing Mad Men in the same way 
right now. You know what mm. I mean? I, if you guys are watching the last, no. the last, I think the last, the end, the last few episodes of Sopranos, the last season is full of symbolism. Yeah, and so is the last season of Mad Men. Yeah, but Mad Men's sh- like the, Mad Men's. Well, we should that should be a topic for another day. Yeah, right. Like, I love the way Mad Men is ending. Me, me too, and, and I sh- love it. And Cheryl is like. Cheryl's like disagrees and I'm like no there is symbolism everywhere there's symbolism in the books he's reading there's symbolism in like where he is and who he's talking to and the stories that are unraveling and the characters they bring back yeah he's got this one episode where he's reading The Godfather and you're like oh a story about a guy who wanted to take over the world and ended up destroying his life yeah and I think I didn't see he had to kill his entire family because of his power lust I didn't see it I didn't see it but in one of the episodes and this isn't really a spoiler because it's really just like on a desk or somewhere like Dante's Inferno is there and I'm like yes yes like there was a piece about it I, I didn't see it in the episode i don't know what episode it is but i'm like yes you know like he is in limbo yeah. like that is what the whole show is fucking about you know what i mean like I, and so there's like little things like that where i'm like yes yes it's it's brilliant so I, I i know some people really hate that ending of sopranos especially because it looked like the tv went out which i think is a, w- one of the coolest things like it looks like your tv died um when, no, it, was, get, it wasn't like, that it was just that it, i i found it i liked how that scene started and i thought i was like this is perfect this is a great it's hard to talk about this without spoiling it. But I'm like, this is actually a great way to end this. Just like, it's just going to be like any other day. Like, it's just life's just going to keep going on. And that's what this is all about. And that's really what Tony's struggle was, where he was trying for like, what, seven or eight seasons or maybe five or six, I can't remember. He was trying to keep control over his life, this this position he had sort of been thrust into. And he was battling between wanting to be the sort of the boss of boss, the cop of the capo, or, and being just sort of like a, almost – a real good, decent human being. And then finally at the end of the show, we sort of see him kind of sit down with his family, which has been all the thing that roots him to like reality. And then we get sort of ambiguity after that. And I'm like, it would have been just so beautiful to have him just sit down and we just sort of dolly out and that's it. And like, you just want happy. Like, endings. Guess what? No, it's not a happy ending. Cause he was a miserable human being. Like he was fucking really depressed and sad. Mm-hmm. Like, um, seeing the therapist for Christ's sake in the very first episode and like that. And that's the whole, not the first episode, first season. Um, so, like, I didn't need to know that maybe he potentially, you know, something might befall him that's bad, right? Um, I don't need that because that's the whole show was about that. Yeah, that could happen at any point. Like, he was the boss of bosses, for Christ's sake. Like, someone's going to try to take him out at any point. So, why yeah, don't I'd love to, to talk to you that. about this more because I feel – yeah, like, I – yeah, I don't want to spoil it either. All I know is I see incredible Soprano shades in the end of Mad Men. Well, I'm seeing and that, like, but, and it's, like, but I think they learned from – he learned from what happened with Sopranos where he's like, I'm going to end this in, in a way that is befitting of every one of these characters. And I find it fascinating. Like, I would – it's not really a spoiler how they're ending it. If you're watching it right now, it's not like there's anything big happening. It's just no. that, like, all of these characters who have wanted these things for so long finally got them, and it's not necessarily what it's supposed to be. And that is just fucking life. And that's you know the what I mean? Thing, like, yeah, like, that we, is just life. We don't know because while we're filming this now, the last episode of Man Man hadn't aired. Hasn't has not. Aired, so we oh, that's seen true. It. We don't know the last episode. Yeah, so like, but so I agree with you. There's no break in the window and spoil it for us. So the, the brilliance. Future people. The, br- the, brilliance of, uh, the brilliance, I think, of it, and I think why some people are disappointed so far, is that nothing seems to be happening. And I'm like, no, but this is so much but I'm happening. Like, there is a lot happening. Like, if you really, if you really look at it. So, yeah, anyway, Sopranos, yeah, I, I respect that. A lot of people, do. people hated that from the second that happened. I, I'll never forget no, that because I, I watched it with other I was people. Like, oh, God. And I was like, that's all. I, I was like, what a like, tremendously yeah. pretentious way to end a really good show. Mm. Like, actually, I take it back. What a tremendously pretentious way to end a, a show that was fantastic for the first couple seasons and then kind of really kind of went weird there in the middle. Because the last season became sort of almost a soap opera caricature of what it had been, where they were like, all of a sudden sort of like hyper- 
Italian all of a sudden, and there was hyper crazy. You know what I mean? Like there was no subtlety. I left feel like they had. The I feel ended. like they had to end it. I feel they like they were to. over. Like they were just like we have to end this, so we have like to crunch everything David Chase wanted in this to begin with. The funnier thing with that is that he said it was like a year ago. He like basically talked about what happened, like what happened after, like during that scene and after that scene, and oh, yeah. then claimed I think that he was misquoted or something like that. And I'm like, I don't. I, I I give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm like, I don't think so. I think you just told everyone what happened, and you didn't want to tell everyone what happened yeah. because you wanted to go to your grave. Mm-hmm. Like like with everyone asking questions, and you basically just answered the question, and then and but then it was like I didn't say that. I, I people have to look it up. I don't remember what he said. He was something like I didn't say that, or like I wasn't I was right. misquoted, or it was yeah, out of context, or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, but you did, motherfucker. I, I mean, overall, yeah, it's a phenomenal series. Like, I give it a lot of shit, but yeah. I'm Italian, and I feel like it's racist. But uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I might be I might be alone in this, but like you were saying that like you wish it just ended on just them sitting at the, the yeah. table, and it's just like to me, there's been a bunch of different things where. I, I see things as like it ends and then we get a little bit more that we de- didn't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. But I always look at that kind of as just like an alternate ending almost where it's like I know that it, it is the canon ending or whatever. But it's sure. just like to you, the ending could just be the table, right? Well, that's like, the thing. That's what it was. Do you remember the ending? Well, yeah, I, I, know, I know. But like right? for, the implication but that's was what, that that's there what was maybe potentially something that happens afterward where I was like I don't understand why they felt the need to do that because yeah. this character is in his own hell. Mm-hmm. So, the threat of violence is not really that big of a deal for me as a viewer because I've watched this guy go through, do have to do terrible things to stay in power, have to kill his best friends because if he doesn't do that, he'll be viewed as weak and someone will come kill him. Like, remember, who was it? Steve Buscemi had to like hire Steve Buscemi and Steve Buscemi just like clean house mm-hmm. and it was awesome because you're like, wow, he's really terrifying when he's like sitting at your door with a double barrel shotgun. There was all that stuff. Like, he did horrible things, and you're like, this guy's, like, you know, he just is who he is. He's a complex yeah. human being, and, like, he has to live with himself, and that's how that should have ended. Yeah, it's probably yeah. good stuff. Have you not seen it? You still have not watched it, Greg? Or you, I've watched p- bits and pieces. Oh, I've man. seen the ending. I've dropped it. What, what a show, man. What Cause, a show. Because for me, there's two things specifically. Death Note, I always talk about it. That show has a very definitive end, and then it goes on for another mm-hmm. 15 episodes. And it yeah. didn't need to. Didn't need to. But the way I see it is it's just, like, do I wish those 15 episodes didn't happen? No, I'm happy I got them. It gave me something different. But that series could have ended, and it was a great end. Yeah. And another example is Metal Gear Solid 4, where it's like, that thing ends, and then it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things get fucking weird. But it's like, do I wish that it didn't happen? No. I fucking love that it happened. Yeah, but it's with, ridiculous. And with it's like, Metal Gear, that's the style. Like, yeah, I've played, you no, this, granted, you played, I played two seconds of Metal two Gear. Two hours of Ground Zero. Yeah. You think you fucking know everything? You're going to come here it, and tell me something about Metal Gear? The first hour of it, they introduce like 15 characters, none of whom, like, three of whom have an insane backstory where I was like, I'm trying to read through, because I don't know if you guys probably didn't do it, but like, I'm like, oh, I don't know who any of these characters are. So I'm going to read about uh, uh, Chico and Paz. Yeah. And um, they have like a whole backstory thing. And so I started reading, and then I kept reading, and then I kept reading. And then about an hour and a half into it, my wife's like, are you playing a game? Or are you just reading a fucking book? Like, yeah. and I'm like, I haven't even started playing the game yet. To be, to be fair, Nick, like, this is coming from like a huge Metal Gear fan. I don't know any of those characters either because they were only in the PSP games. <laughs> Weird, right? And then we get Skullface guy, and I'm like, that guy's dope. Don't see him again. I'm sure we'll see him in the Phantom Pain. Yeah, um, he's new. But that's Metal Gear. Like that is that style. That is a very Japanese yeah, Eastern but this is style of telling the end story. of four is something different. Yeah, it's but just like, you, you're wow. talking about Death Note, but that's Death Note. Death like the jet like we subscribe so wholeheartedly to the sort of what they call classic Coke way of storytelling, right? Three act structure, character. Uh, it's always the hero's journey, always, right? Whereas when you start watching anime, it's part of the reason why it's hard to get into is when you watch 
certain anime, you're like, this is not what I'm used to, man. Like, all of a sudden, they'll just go off on a tangent and start telling a story about something else. Mm -hmm. And all the symbolism will come into play. And what we're used to is we need that set up in the first act or else we don't feel validated in the third act when that comes to fruition. Whereas in, like, Metal Gear, it's, it's totally okay for Hideo Kojima to be like, you know what? I want to write a character into this right now that you've never seen before and you might never see again, but he plays a very pivotal role in the story. Drebin. That's okay. Oh my God, Drebin. But that's Decoy the octopus. But that's Decoy what I'm talking about. Like, can you imagine a movie, if you were watching a movie like that and all of a sudden just in the random third act, some sure. huge guy came in and was like, I'm more powerful than anyone. You're like, no, you're fucking Who not. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you, guy? I haven't, I haven't seen you for two hours. Like as an American, I'd be like, this is unconstitutional. Just as an American, <laughs> you'd have a problem no, with that. No, but that's what I'm saying. In Japan, I know, little, I know. They don't I know. care. They're like, oh, that's cool that they've introduced this. Like, I don't, it's okay to throw me a wild card sure so sure but i'll agree with you on death note i was wondering should we hit just end it now i'm desperately trying to yeah no I mean, i'm not <laughs> saying the topic i mean the show we should end the show now oh it's been, it's been well, two we're hours. breaking that I mean, the one that we, we said we weren't we'll breaking yeah. it too we'll, we'll figure it out to. because the coke topic became a topic about grandma's basement that's true I mean, that's what I, but then we talked about it, then we didn't break. Whatever, fun. They'll fake it. Spoilers, well, I mean, why, why future not? people. Yeah, what's the big deal? We I mean, broke it up. Just you got to break it up guys. in a more ineloquent way. I don't yeah, think. Sure. I don't think it's a big deal right. because this is this is still, I think, an unusually. It's a long episode. It's long really episode. long. Yeah. Well, it's just great. Yeah. No, this is a great episode. This is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with you guys. Mm -hmm. I like you guys a lot. It's good to be back. Where were we? I don't know. I feel like we haven't seen each other. Yeah, I know. It really. No, no lie. I think since so you went to L.A. on. Sunday night. Oh wait, yeah, you weren't even in LA that long. When was the last time I saw you guys? <laughs> it has Thursday. been. You didn't come over on Friday. Okay, yeah, I wasn't so here Thursday? Friday. So Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's now Tuesday today. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Since Thursday, I have not slept before four a.m. Jesus. Every night. And I just realized really how long good. it's been. You look really good. Oh, you don't have mm. bags under your eyes and stuff. Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't know. You What's look great. That? Well, it's the youth. When do you get up? You in don't morning. smoke anymore. I whenever I have to get here. You never smoke. Oh, actually, no, I haven't. I've, I've been getting up at like 11, maybe. Oh, okay. And then working from then until four. Sure. <laughs> this live show is going to be the fucking, it's, I said it's this on awesome. Twitter, it's going to be my Mona Lisa. Wow. Yeah. You got to keep working afterwards, though. Mm -hmm. Can't retire. Like, oh, yeah. No. Da Vinci did. I'll keep doing stuff. Did Da Vinci retire after the Mona no, Lisa? No, he became a Ninja Turtle. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends bring a random topic to you. I got you. I got you good. I was trying to deviate. Damn, you really got you really me. Did. I was yeah. like, is he You're dying? both are ready. I thought you broke. This table. No, I missed it. This is the first time I missed it. What's well, because I, well, I, I deviated no, no, to throw no, no, you off it's for your foreboding now. This that's is my bad luck, Greg. That was really Why are you trying to change idea? shit? Why does it matter? Winning Why do formula. we? This is a hack. Transformers. This is our Transformers 4. Transformers. You can get the show on patreon.com early slash kind of funny. Go to youtube.com slash kind of funny day by day topic by topic. You know all this. You've made it through this rigmarole. Thank you for watching. We're excited to see you at kind of funny live. Unless it's already happened, then we were excited when we saw you there. We hope cool videos have posted. If the door is like locked and everybody burned inside, it was probably Kevin's fault. And we're sorry about that. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Camera's coming on a little too hot. Okay, too hot. So the, the soundboard is, is working excellent. So I'm going to tweak the levels sure. of the camera. I'm going to cut this part out. You did the right thing. Yeah. Cool. You did excellent. the right thing, Kevin. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with better sound, maybe. Or maybe it's been great the whole time. No, no I, I cut it when... I'm going to cut it when... I'm talking to nobody. That's right. Well, maybe you should put this in after the credits so they know I was talking to them. Okay. Time capsule! And hopefully, this, this audio will be the audio... That You'll sync it with the clap, and oh, that'll be right. crystal yeah, clear anyway. Syncing with the clap. Awesome. Great. Great. Perfect. Why are you syncing it with an STD? Yeah, that's weird.
What do you want us to do here? <laughs> and that's why you don't get touched. Because you, you can't get an STD if no one touches you. You are like a little pie that's been baked to perfection. You can't get an STD if no one touches you. I'm turning back shit. <laughs> <laughs>